Avengers! Assemble. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Boners. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Boners, everybody. Um, I have not a beer this time. Spoiler alert. Um, normally we open beers. I don't have a beer, but I had to get it just based on the name, and you will appreciate this. So it's a, a Schilling Hard Cider. It is uh, made with heirloom cider apples. It has a giraffe in a astronaut helmet it's called excelsior okay <laughs> i was waiting for uh when i was going to appreciate that drink <laughs> it's a it's a freaking uh, imperial apple cider it's eight and a half percent good lord and spoiler alert, I already had one. So, oh, so you're really going to feel like Stan Lee's cameo in the second Avengers movie. Excelsior. Excelsior. Well, I am drinking a, uh, it's called All Day IPA. All day, so baby. I had to go with the all day because it's like Cap's catchphrase through yeah. the whole saga <laughs> I, I could do this all day uh it is a what is that session ale is that how you say it? yeah huh? saison ale saison no it's not saison that is the word session yeah you're right yeah all right so cool is it good <laughs> yeah it's pretty good that's good this uh it tastes like um yeah this is the kind of beer you drink on a nice sunny day oh nice that's a good beer that's mine good. is uh it's been a long time since i've had a cider i've forgotten how like sweet they are and now i'm like a bitter old man and it's not too much my thing but so thank you wandering lion <clears throat> studios yep, thank you wandering lions <laughs> uh, what oh Sorry, continue. yeah you continue. asshole so wandering lion studios they are a sponsor of our episode and they uh sponsor our beer segment check them out wanderinglionstudios.biz at Waterline Studios on Facebook and Instagram. Their Instagram has been, uh, they do trivia, as we've talked about. You freaking, I commented first, and I was like, there is no way Dustin's going to know what this is. And then you freaking guessed it. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like looked it up because I was like, I'm not going to guess. I just need to know. And I thought, the, so the only thing about the clue, they didn't give like a year, but I was like, when they talked about there being like a tank, yep. I was like, okay, so it's probably like open water or or something like that. And yeah. uh, <laughs> that that was the uh, the start of my deduction as well. By the way, okay, <laughs> so not crazy. That's good. Right. Right. Yeah, but yeah, for, for you need so listeners go to Modern Line Studios. You need to dethrone Dustin because he's getting a little proud, a little too big for his britches, and uh, yeah, he just tends to uh, guess everything correctly, and it's getting annoying because he knows everything about every movie ever made. It, it was a tough one, but I genuinely remember reading that tidbit. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, I got to start putting this together." <laughs> and uh, the like, 
the filmed with a tank and all the the green screen and all that. And I specifically remember the director being like, we don't want it to have the same stylized look as other movies kind of like this. And I was like, yeah, all right. If you, I mean, this comes out right before they give the answer away. So I I guess I won't answer it again, but (laughs) uh, through the powers of deduction. Yeah. And there was another clue that they had given Mm. that kind of also piqued why I thought it was going to be the movie that I guessed. And yeah, when I got the wandering lions likes your comment, I was like, (laughs) Oh yeah. I hope Jake (laughs) is just like shaking his head in shame for, I was shaking my fists at the sky (laughs) is what I was doing. I was like, Justin, (laughs) man, I was happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You really pulled that one out. It was very impressive. Um, so yeah, go check them out. It's a lot of fun yeah, to yeah. guess their things, and they have interesting things in their movie Madness Mondays as well. When they describe, release what the trivia Thursday was, and then also you get to like vote between two movies usually. So that's yeah, good. Yeah. So, are you ready for this episode? <laughs> the you, next you two know, episodes. Yeah, next two episodes. I uh, <laughs> this was one of those funny moments for me where I wanted to start writing all of my notes down. And then I was mm-hmm. like, it's the MCU. I have watched the MCU numerous mm-hmm. times, which is insane. I know, but everyone was <laughs> locked inside last year. So I had time. True. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For me, it had been quite a while since I've gone back to those early movies. Yeah. It had been years probably. Uh, I, I'm just going to come out right off the bat. Although I'm a giant, massive DC fan, mm-hmm. Zack Snyder worshiper, um, mm-hmm. uh, the MCU, in my opinion, might be the greatest franchise we have had mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> or well, ever it's certainly the, certainly the biggest. <laughs> And Certainly it's, the biggest. It's interesting. I don't know. It seems so... Certainly with, not without its flaws, but it seems right. so perfectly orchestrated over such a long time, over so many movies, Yeah, that it's kind of insane. I don't know that that will ever happen again. It kind of seems like it. you kind of got lucky. It, it does feel like up. this is... To me, it feels this is the only time we're going to get mm-hmm. this kind of franchise or this kind mm-hmm. of enormous saga, mm-hmm. you know, uh, especially huge, one that as huge and successful it is, I'm sure people will try. Yeah. But I don't know that we'll have that kind of cultural impact again. And we can get into the cultural impact yeah. in next week's episode when we get into like the mm-hmm. final two Uh, of the MCU. But although I don't like all of the movies, I like most of them. And even the ones I don't care for, well, they don't, they don't take anything from the whole story, Mm -hmm. which is nice. You know, unlike you and I have talked about with star Wars, you get one or two bad installments, or as you and I 
kind of deduced yeah. where it was like you had Five one or original six. film and <laughs> you fucked it all up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You get a majority bad product and you're like, guess, I guess I'm not a fan of this anymore. Right. This thing I thought I loved where the MCU comes around and it's like, Oh, I didn't care for that installment as much as I did the others. Yeah. But I'm still investing money i'm still investing all the time i'm gonna buy all the crap i'm gonna like Mm. (laughs) it's pretty for me being comic book fan and all that and loving superheroes i mean the mcu i just Mm -hmm. utmost respect for it not all of the movies because there's a couple that i really don't care for at all and they might be kind of controversial but we'll get into those that's exciting later uh yeah well, I, I'm pretty yeah. positive you already know one of them. So <laughs> probably, I think that we're going to agree on at least one that I, I th- feel like we probably don't like. Yeah, yeah. For me, I, I, I have always been a comic book fan. Obviously, I like you, huge DC fan. Yep. And I think I was more critical of the MCU, especially early on, as they were like coming out and they're trying to put this stuff together. Um, going back and rewatching it. There are movies that I was critical of that I'm less critical of now. I'm like, yeah. no, this is actually you know a solid movie, and that's definitely the thing I'll say about the Marvel universe is that they devised a system, kind of like a like you had like Henry Ford with the automobiles, you had McDonald's with restaurants, and then you have Disney with superhero movies. They created this system that was a surefire, can't fail. Not everything's going to be amazing because you have to take risks in order to be truly great um some of the movies are a little a lot of them are at worst fine yeah but at 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 best pretty good uh really good but you're not going to have any truly great movies but that was kind of the that's kind of their their system is make make solid good movies that everybody will see and most people will like and that's all we need to do yeah and the mcu i mean what i i constantly just kind of fall back to is Mm. iron man comes out in 2008 uh disney did not want robert downey jr cast they were very unsure of the film itself there was Mm. a lot of like why are we putting so much money into this? It's probably going to flop. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's not my personal favorite of the whole thing, but it's like, it might be my second favorite of the whole yeah. MCU. Yeah. That the very fir- first movie, Iron Man is one of the best. That first Iron Man is just something genuinely special. Like yeah. it is rewatching it this last week every i realized every time i rewatch that first iron man i am constantly mm. like man not only is this one of marvel's best films but it is one of the most enjoyable superhero movies ever like yeah. it is just so cool and it's so enjoyable and it's everything you want in a superhero film yeah uh, it's so good <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i think you said disney but the first first couple of movies or were marvel right. studios right they Sorry. didn't disney didn't buy marvel until 2009 
And that first Iron Man is kind of a crazy story. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that Marvel gambled and they basically leveraged all of their IP to to fund it. And if that movie didn't pay off, they would have like lost the rights to make movies of, for any of their characters, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it's it, and they kind of played fast and loose, as I've heard that that the script wasn't totally done. They were just no. kind of they started filming and. And so a lot of the lines were kind of ad-libbed and a lot of the actors were not used to really working that well, way. The, the the one that was most vocal about that was Jeff Bridges, where he's mm-hmm. always been very used to having a completed script, lots of rehearsal time. And with that first Iron Man, it was on the fly. Hey, here's a couple <laughs> new pages. Here's where mm-hmm. everyone knew the basic direction it was going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's everything about that first Iron Man would make your average viewer kind of feel like it's going to flop. There's no reason this movie should work. Uh, A lot of people didn't even know who Iron Man was. Yeah. He's one of the biggest ones. (laughs) Starting with Iron Man is an interesting choice in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, It's not like starting with the DCEU, (laughs) which we're probably going to compare and contrast them. Starting with the DCEU, you you start with Superman. Everybody in the freaking planet knows who Superman (laughs) is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and, well and then on top of it then we get what became i mean now it doesn't even matter if it's a marvel film any kind of like action movie mm-hmm. thanks to the marvel films everyone is like is there a post-credit scene <laughs> because, yeah. and the first iron man the movie itself giant gamble mm-hmm. and then just for shits and giggles Mm-hmm. They throw in Sam Jackson in a cameo as Nick Fury at the very end of the credits being like, I wanted to talk to you about the Avengers. Mm-hmm. End of film. <laughs> it yeah. was like, okay, teaser or maybe mm-hmm. maybe they had the whole, but as you like learn, they did not have the whole universe plotted out for a little while because yeah. they were still trying to figure out if, audiences were going to continue buying into yeah such an undertaking you know i mean setting up 22 movies yeah yeah you, 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 there's nuts. no that most studios seem to like to do the tried and true thing yep. if, if this this is what we do we release these movies at these times and people see them they're not going to gamble on, okay, we're going to put out 22 movies over like <laughs> 10 years and maybe less and expect everybody to see them, more people than have ever seen movies to see them, and it's going to pay off. Like that, no, Nobody would think that because it's never been done. Right. Well, and it, it's so crazy. I have watched every Marvel film in the theater, mm-hmm. and honestly, that is how everyone should see the Marvel films for the first time is on the big screen. Obviously they're all out now. So you're not going to, uh, Mm. at least up until phase four or whatever it is starts really kicking off, which is coming up this year. A couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. Not only did Marvel and then after Disney acquired it, continue to bring audiences in but something really amazing happened where 
audiences were actively and emotionally invested mm. in all of it. Yeah. Like not just the main hero, but the side characters arcs. Everyone is so <laughs> invested into all of it. And yeah. I'm like, I still, I'm just blown away. Cause I'm like, dude, I think yeah. the MCU outdid star wars I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah for the that's totally true even the tiniest characters or what seemed like a tiny character like agent colson in the first iron Man, right like let's take this guy and make a whole tv series around, <laughs> around the agents him. of shield yeah it, it's just they're the stuff i respect admire am a fan of when it comes to the mcu far outweigh mm-hmm the, the faults, which the MCU, not perfect at all, and no one right. that's been a part of the whole thing has ever come out and been like, they're all great. The right. actors and the production, everyone has come out and been like, yeah, these these couple are clunkers. We're not big fans <laughs> of that. But <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy how they made sure, especially when they wrapped it all up. Mm-hmm. how to connect everything and that that'll be the conversation for part two but yeah the mcu is just it is such a unique mm-hmm. i'm very happy that we've gotten to experience this because i mean growing up yeah who would have ever thought mm-hmm. i mean we had a handful of superhero movies the biggest one we had was the x-men franchise and every new installment of yeah. x-men just got progressively worse yeah, we ha- ha- barely had a universe like all of the Batman movies. You'd have one or two sequels that tied together. There wasn't really a comic book universe ever. Right. We had like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which the yeah. the first two. Yeah. Yeah. Decent. The, the third one is uh, opposite of decent. Go away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so crazy how, like, it all kicked off with a giant gamble. Yeah. Uh, it's John Favreau and uh, Robert Downey Jr., man. Just yeah. incredible. And Kevin Feige. I think that Kevin Feige... I'm sure everybody has said it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kevin Feige has been kind of the person steering the ship since the beginning. And I think he deserves a massive amount of credit for an, an incredible undertaking actually paying off. And yeah, it's it's interesting to see the first couple of movies as they're trying to figure out what it is. Like you said, they haven't figured out where this is going, what the ultimate goal is yet. Um, and then as things kind of start rolling, you get into phase two and it's like, OK, now we have a pattern. Let's just keep doing this. And yep. it does get a little repetitive. People start to get burnt out. Um, but they're trying to balance over 11 years holding audiences attention and then also like putting out enough movies to hold their attention, but also not burning them out. And right. you get you get a little crazy between. You can tell they pick up the pace for sure as far as oh, yeah. new re- movies being released constantly. Well, and I remember being one uh, that was very much like, man, I feel like I'm getting burned out on the MCU. I feel like I'm burned out on superheroes. Yeah. Like, it just felt that way. Um, I think I started getting a little overly critical, especially after, like, post-Man of Steel 
not to mm-hmm. bring the comparison, but you already said we're going to inadvertently and just kind of be forced to do some comparing. Yeah. Uh, whereas my heart lies with the DC characters, Batman, Superman, mm-hmm. all them. I think part of my burnout on the MCU was more of like, God damn it. Why are these always so <laughs> successful? And even the bad ones are still yeah. like loved. Mm-hmm. And then my hit and then suicide squad comes out and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all over. <laughs> like, so I think some of my over critical moments or yeah. burned out moments were more like jealousy. Uh, yeah. Because now I can binge all 22 without a blink mm. of an eye. And I'm like, yeah, I, it, it feels like, and this is the crazy part. One of the crazy, when you binge all 22 in a row. Yeah. It genuinely feels like one big story because there's always mm-hmm. just enough little connections between every one. Mm-hmm. That help move the whole arc of like Thanos, yeah, and the the stones. So it's like it feels like reading comics. It feels like when you read a comic series and there are like different writers and different yeah. artists on them, and you and then something comes up and you're like, oh, this tesseract is from this thing that <laughs> yeah. I saw previously and now everything's coming together and it yeah so it seems different but also part of this whole I guess yeah, yeah. no that that's that might be the best way to put it is watching the MCU feels like reading a 22 issue comic arc mm-hmm. which is awesome <laughs> yeah absolutely and I think what fans want ultimately which is good yep well, and then you also got to put the little cherry on top. Uh, you already brought up Kevin Feige. Feige. I always pronounce it like four <laughs> different ways. Uh, <laughs> he embraced letting the superheroes be the superheroes. So the, the costumes, yeah, some of them are updated and kind of made a little prettier. Yeah. But he kept a lot of like... The, mm-hmm. the costuming, the, the way they explain. I mean, everything's just taken at, oh, you have superpowers. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thor exists, which means that should drastically change the entire way yeah. people view everything, mm-hmm. like belief system wise. <laughs> and everyone just takes it as, oh, so odin and them that that's all real okay yeah moving There's on. a demigod <laughs> from another dimension yeah <laughs> right <no>. right <laughs> yeah it's it's and they take it even more i guess even more at face value where they don't none of the characters other than spider-man that normally have alter egos use yeah. alter egos like at the very beginning iron man says hey guess what world i'm iron man <laughs> right <laughs> Like, Thor doesn't use his ult ego at all. He's just, I'm Thor. I'm this guy who just crash landed here. So, everyone, it's kind of. Everyone knows people just that get used Steve to Rogers is Captain America. Yeah. But he'll still wear the helmet. <laughs> it's very, like, at least for yeah. the first phase and a half, he still wears the helmet. <laughs> yeah. It's just because it looks cool. It does. Uh, yeah. So, there's there's so much to praise. Uh, yeah. And there is a lot to be critical on. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. I know you and I, I, I'm I'm predicting we're going to agree 
on three of these okay. that we don't necessarily care for. Yeah, that uh, that's probably true. I I know two for sure. I know two uh, for I'm, sure. Yeah, I'm interested just about the third. I might be forgetting one, but I'm sure it's out there. Now, um, as we're getting yeah. into this, you and I watched these movies in different orders. True. Yes. Should bring that up. Uh, and I, so we're going to talk through and talk about all of them, at least a little bit. Obviously, yep. we're not going to go super deep. We've been doing episodes, a full episode about a single movie. We're not doing that, no. obviously. <laughs> um, but we did want to talk all the way through. I guess this one's a little different than our James Bond episode where we just did our top 10 favorite James Bond. There's basically the same amount of Marvel movies as there are James Bond movies, but doing things a little differently. So yeah, we watched them in different orders. I watched them in the release order because I hadn't seen them in that order in a really long time. I just kind of had been piecemeal watching them and then some of them I hadn't seen forever. So I was like, I'll watch them in the order they're released and see how that goes, and which is different from you. Yeah, I watched them in the actual viewing order. <laughs> the chronological time frame of the movie order. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I was all... Because that's the only way that I watch the MCU now. Okay. Uh, but it does come with a couple faults when you watch it that way. Yeah. Primarily Is it- in the post credit scenes. There's a few that mm. do not add up with what's coming next. Um, yeah, there are some that directly tease the very next mo- released movie. Yeah, so you kind of have to just like shrug those off. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, it's right. more like just remember this for whenever you get around <laughs> yeah. to it. Like the Captain Marvel post-credit scene, uh, doesn't really work when you watch that movie. When you start the whole thing off with her, well, yeah. you start it with Captain America and then you watch her. Yeah, and her post credit does not really sync up until that's way later. End game. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was released way late in the series. Yeah, uh, which is one of my critiques, but we'll get into that in a little yeah. bit. Okay. Um, so yeah, so, so this first episode is the first eleven. 11 we so. were gonna we were gonna go talk about them now in release order and start with iron man and yep. this episode with avengers uh age, age of Ultron. Ultron, which is i didn't realize until after we had decided that that's like one movie before the end of phase two so we could have just done phase <laughs> one and phase two and then phase three for another episode <laughs> but it made sense at the time it, to it be did like avengers Age of Ultron kind of wraps that section up. It's weird that Ant-Man just kind of hangs out there as the end of Phase 2. <laughs> That's but true. I don't decide it. I don't work at Disney. Whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready for this. <laughs> I've got my Excelsior cider, and I'm ready to go. All day. I could do this all day. So... Iron Man. We kind of already talked about Iron Man a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty amazing what John Favreau it's, was able to do with it. Man, and it is one of my favorites. It holds up. It just as a standalone superhero it's movie. So right? good. Even if they yeah. had never done this huge arc, that first Iron Man mm-hmm. by itself is like, yeah, this is 
this might be how like superhero movies <laughs> going forward might need to be. It's yeah. such a great origin story. It's such a great introduction to a character that, although is widely known as like crazy important, one of the big mm-hmm. guys of the Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, but not well known. Which yeah. is I the whole gamble on that. I I love all the risk taking. It paid off so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a very interesting. When you rewatch the whole thing, that first Iron Man becomes so, like, way more important than you ever realize, just in terms of setting up the character of Tony Stark. Yeah. They're really introducing you to all of his, like, OCD, his obsession mm-hmm. with having to tinker, his obsession with how do I make things better, especially after going through traumatic events and what that starts yeah. doing to him with the PTSD. That first Iron Man really does such an awesome job of mm-hmm. getting you ready to watch this guy kind of struggle. Yeah. <laughs> as the yeah. whole timeline goes on. <laughs> and and Robert Downey Jr. is such a likable dick. Like yep. he and I think the character of Tony Stark does kind of mirror Robert Downey Jr.'s life yeah. where he's always kind of been in the spotlight like in the comics uh tony stark has like an alcoholism addiction so there's been like the parallels there for sure i think he just fills that role so well Mm -hmm. and plays it as just this brilliant guy who's so likable and is kind of becomes because he was set up at the very beginning he becomes the line all the way through the series and it works really well and you set up there's so many pieces in this movie that they are just like going back now. I'm sure they didn't think about it at the time, but going back now, they're hugely important and great choices to have Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper Potts, to have um, to have Paul Bettany as Jarvis. Like all of these little things add up later and pay off later. Yeah, Paul Bettany as Jarvis. One of my favorite tidbits is. Because all he did was record a handful of lines for it. So he I don't even think Mm -hmm. he was actually in a recording studio. I think they just set something up (laughs) like a remote studio at his house or wherever. And he just read the lines real quick and moved on with his life. He had forgotten (laughs) that he was even a part of. (laughs) <laughs> that first Iron Man. <laughs> until they're like, hey, until we need you like, to be Vision. <laughs> well, until they were like, hey, we're you making are Iron signed Man too, on. And we kind of you need signed to- a contract. <laughs> right, <sir>. right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that that first Iron Man, it's genuinely just it's so special. It's so yeah. cool. It's like I could rewatch it every time I binge the whole thing. That first mm-hmm. Iron Man ends, and I'm constantly like, no, I could watch it again. I could just restart it and watch it again. Yeah. Which cracks me up because when it came out in theaters, I went to a matinee, saw it, not expecting a lot. Yeah. And then that same night, I was still mm-hmm. married at the time. I remember being telling my wife and one of our friends, like, yeah, we're going to go see Iron Man tonight. You guys have to watch Iron Man. <laughs> I ended up seeing that first Iron Man like four times in the theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. First two on the same day because it was just so, man, I was so happy and excited about it. Yeah. 
And then the the other two times that we ended up seeing it were just on whims. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're bored. <laughs> let's go see a movie. What's playing? Ah, I'm not really into anything. Is Iron Man still there? Yep. All right. Let's go watch Iron Man. <laughs> so <laughs> I know did. I'm going to have a good time at Iron Man. Right. It was just, man, that first one's so good. I, yeah. I honestly, to this day, I have no complaints about that first Iron Man. I just, yeah. I really have nothing bad to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it, like we mentioned, it's interesting that they chose to start with Iron Man because he wasn't that well known. Marvel has always, before this, before this universe, had always been kind of the second player. Um, they had always been below. Like, if you try to say, oh, who should they have started with? I guess Thor might be a little bit more well known, mm. Hulk more well known, but. I mean, Captain America, but it, obviously, everybody but it's knows always Captain been America, like, but it's not cool. It's always been the X-Men or Spider-Man. Like, that's really, when yeah. it comes to Marvel movies, it's all anyone's really ever known or focused mm-hmm. on. Everyone forgot Blade came out in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And everybody tries to forget the Fantastic Four because they rebooted Oh, yeah, and the Fantastic years. Four. Like, people forgot about those being Marvel properties, it was right. always Spider-Man or the X-Men. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So for them to and really like, let's try this route. Best mm-hmm. payoff ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that it they did really good and interesting things, especially things that I personally like, where they have Easter eggs and they have yep. hints and they have Captain America's shield on Iron Man's desk and they have like Nick Fury show up at the end and you're like, you feel like this is building to something yeah. big. Well, I, I remember uh, when Nick Fury shows up in that first post credit, the thing that kicked off the huge trend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember being like, oh, that'd be so cool if they would be able to pull off an Avengers mm. movie. And I remember having that thought and at the same time being like, but there's no way that'll ever happen. I just don't see how they could do that. (laughs) The how small like our frame of reference, frame of mind was. It's like if they could get to an Avengers movie, that would be the best. That would be like (laughs) the goal. It would be so cool, but it's never going to (laughs) happen. And then sure shit, here it comes. <laughs> yeah. And, and not only, oh yeah, we'll definitely give you an Avengers movie, but we'll have the, this four-phase plan for <laughs> right. not several only, Avengers movies. Not only are you getting the Avengers, but you're getting like the ultimate Marvel fight. <laughs> like yeah. you're getting all of it, minus some of the properties that they no longer own, but... That should be changing now because I think they finally acquired all the rights. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, phase four and beyond will be very interesting. <laughs> it will be. Now, I'm not so sure that even phase four mm. is going to be as impactful. No, certainly not. It'll I be just, a while, I think, before we get to anything impactful. They have to reset for a while. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be entertaining to to watch nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, it, it was interesting because phase one, obviously building, it kind of plateaus a little bit where things, they're trying to figure it out. They're like, I don't know what to do. Phase two has some really high points for some really low points. 
And then phase three is like, okay, now we're on the track. Let's just build, 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 <laughs> pay off. Well, by the time phase three kicked in, mm-hmm. every audience member knew what was coming up. Yeah. We all we're knew. all on board. And we all knew, we, like... We bought our tickets. We're on the train. Let's <laughs> yeah, just go. Like, we were all nervous to finish it off. But, again, that's to be concluded next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting to jump ahead, but I'm like, no. It's a two-part episode. We don't yeah. got to rush this. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy. But, yeah. So, I don't, I don't have too much more to say on the first Iron Man. I just... Yeah. It's one of those, even if you're not a comic book fan, I yeah. feel like that first Iron Man, you should watch it. It's just a good movie. It's just, it's just a, a good really movie. good movie. Yeah. Um, the next movie in the list, The Incredible Hulk from 2008, I think a lot of people forget or don't rehash this movie. And I'm guilty of that because for a long time, kind of getting ahead of ourselves again, when we get to Avengers and you have Mark Ruffalo take over Hulk, the way that that movie starts, for me, I took it, when I first saw it, I took it as, oh, Joss Whedon is rebooting or resetting everything. But now we're revisiting it all and I'm like, oh, no, I was dumb. This is actually, (laughs) that's actually makes sense the way that it picks up because of where this movie ends and all this stuff. Well, there's a lot of moments in like Iron Man 2 and, uh, well, maybe it was just Iron Man 2. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where like they show footage from the Incredible Hulk playing in front of Tony and he's Mm -hmm. like you see the Hulk or at least some of the destruction the Hulk is causing now yeah I enjoy the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton I thought yeah I like that it was kind of a darker tone film I like the idea Mm -hmm. of you know hey this general he's really the bad guy the abomination is just kind of your cherry on top but the general's yeah. really your bad guy. He even has that line mm-hmm. of like, as far as I'm concerned, that man's whole body is government property. Uh, if anyone has been Batman's listening- whole body. <laughs> what? You said Batman's. No, whole I body. didn't. I said that <laughs> man. Did. I said that. Okay. It sounded like <laughs> Batman to me. That T H A T. That man's yeah. whole body is government property, which is funny to me every time he says it. Especially yeah. for people that have been listening to you and I long enough, they know how you and I feel about that kind of stuff. <laughs> We're like, well, f- fuck you very much. You don't own me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I enjoy The Incredible Hulk. I think I think it was stumbly. Mm-hmm. And when it was released, everyone already knew. Well, maybe I shouldn't say everyone, but there were already stories going around of how the production was kind of a mess. Thanks to Edward Norton trying to be the all I control everything Mm -hmm. where Marvel was like, you actually don't. And (laughs) he he rewrote a lot of the movie, like took it upon himself to rewrite a lot of the movie and didn't end up getting writing credit. Yeah. And there was this, there were so many creative differences, and since then, mm-hmm. both Norton and uh, Kevin Feige and I forget who directed uh, the Hulk. Um, I'm sure I could tell you here. Oh, uh, Louis Letrier, 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 Letier, whatever. 
Leterrier. Uh, they've all come out and French been like, guy. yes, it was creative differences, but we still appreciate like what Norton did for it. And Norton's even come out and been like, there is no way I would have fit into this universe. They knew yeah. what they were doing. Nothing I was going to do was going to fit. So it was almost like yeah. bad blood at first, but everyone kind of got the bigger picture of like, yeah, we were never on that same page. <laughs> I, right. I know Norton had tried to get rid of like as much of the violence or action as possible. He wanted like just straight character study of Bruce Banner right. and the Hulk. Whereas Marvel was like... Like the old show. Yeah, yeah. And Marvel was like, just like, no Bruce one wants Banner. that, dude. They want to see the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. We did that in the 70s where he just kind of walked around and was a sad, lonely hobo. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a popular show. I watched it incredibly. as a kid. It was very fun. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was incredibly popular. And there are several nods to it for fans. If there are fans of the 70s Hulk TV show in uh, 2008 who are in their 40s there are several nods to it obviously well, with the, Lou Ferrigno and the green eye as soon as you see the green yeah. eye it's like the exact same shot as Bruce Bixby's yeah. was I remember watching it in theater and seeing that and being like ooh <laughs> like <laughs> that felt purposeful <laughs> and it yeah. was uh, yeah. I enjoy the Dumped whole credits. I do laugh a lot though when I watch it because there are certain things in it that they did not continue with mm-hmm. for like the rest of the series. Uh, well, they, they kind of brought one thing back in Endgame, but on a much better level, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Hulk talks in the Incredible yeah. Hulk, which was new for Hulk fans. <laughs> yeah, not gen- not generally a big talker that whole. Right, he- but th- they use Lou Ferrigno's voice, which is fun. Yes, yeah, they did. Uh, but I thought I don't think it's as bad of a movie as it kind of has a reputation for. It's got some parts yeah. in it that I actually really, really, really love. Uh, yeah, but it is kind I'm- of a jumble, stumbly movie. <laughs> I remember people complaining about how like dark it was and it was hard to tell the difference between Abomination and Hulk when they're fighting. Yeah. Uh, that's mostly the critique I remember from the time. Um, it's also came out not that long after Ang Lee's Hulk movie. Right. Like it was like five <laughs> years or something. Which we don't need to mention the disaster <laughs> that movie was. Yeah. You thought but I think that I think the proximity negatively affected it, where people were like, oh, this is... They didn't know that we were building to something new yet. It was like, it has happened so soon, it could just be a very immediate reboot or a very near sequel, so it's kind of a weird thing. Coming on the heels of Iron Man as well, Yeah, there was also that question of, is this going to be connected? Like, is this... Yeah. Is this a second installment to what Iron Man set up yeah. or what what's going on because you get like in the opening credits you get Stark Industries kind of flashes mm-hmm. on like newspaper articles, you know, Tony Stark's name gets tossed around. You're like, "All right. There's got to mm-hmm. be something going on." And then yeah, they they were trying to set it up to be the connection. Yeah. That might be why they moved. So the post credit or the mid credit scene 
Didn't they move it to the end of the movie when they actually put it on like DVD and stuff? Yeah, it's they pretty like, much right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like this. Don't leave. Don't miss right, out. Right, right, right. Forget. Forget that this is part of this universe we're trying to put together. Um, it also came out like right after. Like it came out five weeks after Iron Man. Yeah. It was, it was very like the close. shortest the shortest gap between movies throughout the whole thing. Uh of the whole MCU, well, no, that's wrong. There were a few of the MCU movies I only saw the one time in the theater, The Incredible Hulk being one of them. Not okay. because I didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I just felt it felt like an odd choice to be the yeah. second installment or second release. Mm-hmm. If you were building up the universe, it still feels kind of that way. You already brought it up. Yeah. A lot of people kind of forget that one's a part of it. Yeah, which is weird. Like, if I'm looking at it on paper, I would say we need Hulk pretty early on. He's one of the most well-known yeah. characters. But, yeah, for maybe it's just the way it's executed or something. It just it doesn't land like I it, Yeah, it, like it lands, but it, it's nowhere near the the same way and then seeing how they handled the hulk's introduction in the first avengers yeah it almost feels like had we not had a hulk movie right this would have worked just fine right and i think that was part of my confusion when i first saw it it felt like reintroducing him for the first time and so i was like oh okay so this is hulk now in this universe and all the other Hulk stuff were standalone movies. That's fine. I can th- not remember those. And so I didn't. And, <laughs> and then uh, and then I realized I was wrong later yeah, on. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still very entertaining. It's got some really cool parts in it. Tim Roth. Yeah. He's, Love Tim Roth. He's awesome in that movie. Uh, yeah. I think one of the things that the Hulk, Incredible Hulk kind of got tripped up on mm-hmm. was setups. So they set up, uh, what is his name? Uh, Tim Drake Nelson, is that? Yes. So he they set up Tim like... Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, Tim, thank you. Uh, he gets a little bit of the, like, the serum from the Abomination, or the Abomination's Blood. One of the two like gets in a cut, and you see his head yeah. start to warp. Which yeah. had everyone thinking like, oh cool, we're getting a second Hulk movie. That never mm. came. And yeah. it was like, no, we never planned on a sequel, folks. Sorry. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think they tried having a couple little, ooh, we could do this, and then never went back to it. Rumor has it that Abomination is supposed to be making another appearance in Phase yeah. 4 he, at some point. He just he just showed up in the trailer for uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of or the Ten right. Rings. Or that's right, yeah, yeah, thank you. And so, the Ten Rings, you may recall from the Iron Man movies, is that like terrorist group that Mandarin belongs to. <laughs> well, we'll get to Iron Man 3 in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but they, kid, right. they kidnapped Tony Stark in the first Iron Man. Right, Ten right, they did, they like, did, yeah. Ten <laughs> Rings is the whole thing. <laughs> So apparently, abominations in that, I guess. Yeah, which will be interesting. Which is to see him September come back of this year after so long, never even getting mentioned again. Yeah, um, everybody's gonna be like, "Who is this? What uh, right, who's is this? this Joker again? He he yeah. looks weird." Uh, no. <laughs> I'm here for it. He was cool. Yeah. 
<laughs> he talked a lot better than the Hulk did, but <laughs> that's true. I hope Tim Roth comes back. Then I cool. think he is playing him again. Really? I think I so. love Tim Roth. I think so. Uh, yeah, that first Hulk. I mean, well, the only the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, it's a decent film. Mm-hmm. I think it also kind of so. So two thousand eight was interesting for superheroes. Yeah, because we had the Dark Knight come out <laughs> the greatest superhero movie right. of all time and just blew everyone away of like so this yeah. is a superhero film yeah and then iron man comes out and everyone went oh my god this is also a superhero film like it <laughs> felt so yeah huge it felt awesome and then yeah. we got the incredible hulk and everyone went this does not feel like <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is what we're used to this right, is right. X, X-Men 3. <laughs> it, it felt like a little more polished early 2000s comic book movie. Yeah. But it felt like it should have come out at that time as well. It just had right. better effects. Right. That did not transfer yeah, as well on release. I, <laughs> I did like the effects at the time. I liked that jacked Hulk look and yeah. and and references to the show and the comics. Like they reference kind of how he's grayish and stuff. So it was cool. Yeah. Now, all around, uh, but, I mean, okay, so we did, obviously, if you can't guess, our our rating system on the first Iron Man would be Midnight completely. Uh, <laughs> completely. Uh, what would you put Incredible Hulk on, on our um, six to midnight? It's, I'm, I'm grading on a curve compared to the entire MCU. So <laughs> relative to the MCU, it's not that bad. I don't mind it as much as a couple of the other ones. True. It's, it's medium. I think it's, it does the job. Yeah. So I would give like it a, like a three-ish, yeah. <laughs> three o'clock. <laughs> does the job. Yeah, it, it, it does the job. I'd, I'd say... And I'm forgiving of it because it's it's early on. They're still trying to figure out what they're doing that is and true. all that stuff. And that, that I think that's another thing that kind of doesn't help it is because yeah. it was so early on and everyone was still trying to figure out, are we actually going to be able to pull off right. kind of a grand scale? Who knows? Right. Uh, right. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> a little more critical? I think I might be more critical of it now than I used to be. Yeah. Um, because it, it just, it doesn't feel like it fits. When you asked me, does the Incredible Hulk count in this? When we were <laughs> figuring this out. And I remember yeah. being like, of course it does. I rewatch it every time I watch it. And then I watched it with you asking that in my mind. And I was like, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't fit. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't have the same feel. feel yeah, it doesn't feel others. like it fits. It just has a end last scene that ties it in because Tony Stark shows up. Right, right. So it's I might give it like a like a four. Oh, okay. We're kinda getting a little flow in there, but yeah, nothing yeah. But not enough fair. to really like mm-hmm. do a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this whole first section is kind of rocky for me. Um yeah. Iron Man Iron Man 2, which is next. Yeah. 2 
and you 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 mentioned also um because 2008 was such a huge year for superhero movies and christopher nolan is now making movies with imax cameras and being absolutely insane um (laughs) it's interesting because john favreau was like oh that's cool i'll try using imax cameras and then he decided um can't do that because all of the visual effects from the 2010 era would not look good blown up (laughs) to that resolution so he decided decided against it immediately um but it's it's also weird. Iron Man two the is the largest gap between any movies in the whole Infinity Saga. There was like almost two full years between Incredible Hulk and Iron Man two. Oh, I did not and realize so, that it was the largest gap. Yeah, it's it's twenty. So twenty ten, both of those huh. Iron Man and and Hulk came out in two thousand and eight. Yeah, May two thousand ten, Iron Man two comes out. Huh. And so we had, we had like weird. gotten things rolling, and then it was like, okay, now <laughs> pump pump the brakes. We don't know what comes. Well, I next. think that also ended up having to do with like because after that first Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. became huge. Yeah, and his career right so. blew up, and yeah. I remember he was in a whole bunch of like random movies. All of a sudden, mm. his name was everywhere, and then he also became Sherlock Holmes around that time. So <laughs> right, and they're trying to create another whole franchise with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So knowing that, and then hearing it, it had a large gap. I could see it. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's uh the main I think thing that I take away from Iron Man two. Two main things. Number one, they replace Rhodey who was Terrence Howard, is now Don Cheadle, going to be Don Cheadle forever. I honestly liked Terrence Howard. I'm kind of sad that there was that whatever happened, falling out, I don't know. But I, I liked it. Don Cheadle's fine. Nothing against Don Cheadle, but I, you know, it makes me a little sad. I liked him more. I I was a fan of Terrence Howard in that first Iron Man. I thought, I thought he played Rhodey well. I thought him yeah. and Robert Downey Jr. seemed to bounce, you know, be able to work with each mm-hmm. other fairly well. Good chemistry. Yeah. Don Cheadle took me some getting used to. Yeah. Which usually with recasts, you, I mean, we're Batman fans. We were used to right. recasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And James Bond fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he took a little getting used to because he gave Rhodey kind of a new confidence. Yeah. And that was like, oh, so not only did we get the new actor, but he totally like, yeah, I'm not doing what the last guy did. <laughs> yeah. And like the most you're going to know is me and Tony are friends and have known each other forever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to be pretty confident, yeah. pretty like, well, I mean, he's a, what is he? A general or something like that? He's uh, like a lieutenant colonel or something. Something like that. He's a higher rank officer. Up there. Yeah, he can get away with stuff that normal people couldn't do. Yeah, um, and he plays he, it that yeah, he, way. He seems like kind of, in this one, he seems more of like a ride-or-die friend. Yeah. Where in the first one, he's more of a like a Boy Scout. Like there's that conflict between, I'm we need to follow the rules. Rhodey says, I need to follow the rules. And 
Tony says, no, let's do whatever the fuck we want to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, so they're, they're friends and there's conflict and that's fun. Yeah. In this in this one and going forward, yeah, I think it's more like, I just happen to work for the government, but yeah. they kind of let me do whatever I want to do. I think Don Cheadle fits how the MCU was going and ended up going. I think he fits better with all of the cast than I yeah. think Terrence Howard would have. That's fair. I think that's accurate. Nothing really against Terrence Howard, but I mean, when you throw a huge fit over Robert Downey Jr., the top build star of your movie yeah. makes more money than you. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I kind of felt like <laughs> whenever I read his whole thing about being butthurt that he didn't make as much money as Robert Downey Jr., I'm constantly yeah. like no shit naturally <laughs> you're yeah. not the star you're not even like third name build on it you're not- <laughs> right right yeah that's fair maybe it's a bit of a diva but i know money has been an interesting thing for the mcu where like everyone almost quit the entire mm-hmm. thing after the first mm-hmm. avengers Due to money dispute. Well, so you you get that leverage, and they're like, "No, no, we need all of you constantly." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you have that negotiating leverage. I mean, they did the same thing with friends. They're like, "Let's just all negotiate for the most money we can make." <laughs> right. And you're in a you're in a massive franchise making billions of dollars, so <laughs> you why can not? afford it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Iron Man two. It's fun. I hated it the first time I saw it. Yeah. Because I was really bummed to see them turn the PTSD and the mm-hmm. alcoholism kind of into a joke for Tony yeah. Stark. I did not like that. Now, I'm going to put a little asterisk on that. Having <laughs> rewatched it so many times, I no longer take it as a joke. I take yeah. it as like he's actually just acting out, which everyone ends up doing when they go unchecked. Mm-hmm. So I, I no longer hate Iron Man 2. I actually don't think it's as bad as a lot of people think it is. I yeah. definitely wish the villain Whiplash would have been fleshed out a little bit more. And, yeah. But this is what Iron Man 2 ended up kind of exposing with the MCU villains, and this became pretty common through most of their movies, where the yep. villains were very simple. There was right. not a whole lot of complexity to them. Their personalities were all pretty much the same. We hate Tony mm-hmm. Stark. We hate Captain America. Yeah. Uh, they did something wrong or mean to me, and now I'm going to destroy the planet. Yeah, it became very common. You knew the villains. Right. And then, like, you didn't even watch the MCU for the villains at one point. You were just watching it just be like, oh, it's the characters right. on screen. Mm-hmm. Which is probably one of the bigger faults of the MCU. But yeah. Iron Man 2 to me was the one that really mm. kind of like made that apparent of handling the villains was going to be a little bit simple. Right. <laughs> right. No, that's totally true. And I think that is one of my barriers to entry as a massive DC fan. Yeah. I come from a world of 
Batman, where all of the villains are better than more interesting than the heroes. <laughs> even like the villains are the best part, and so to have not complex villains or not that interesting or scary villains, it it, it didn't work as well for me. Yeah, and <clears throat> oh, we forgot to say if you don't know our episodes already, spoiler heavy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Spoiling the MCU, which I, nobody on the planet has not seen it, but in case you have been under a rock. We, we still got to say it. Yeah. Uh, We're going to spoil them. The fight, the final fight with Whiplash is such yeah. a letdown. Their fight. Yeah. I hate their fight. I don't hate the yeah. movie these days, but I hate that fight. It's so cool. Are you talking about the the Formula One no, racetrack track? I actually fight? like the Formula One sequence. That's the first where they first meet. Yeah. Uh, I like that sequence because him chopping those cars in half with like the crazy whips and he's yeah. daunting in that part. You know, he gets hit by the car, crushed by the car. Happy Hogan runs yeah. him over like three times and the dude's yeah. still moving. So I'm like, this could be. <laughs> I mean, if you continued that kind of intimidation. Yeah. But then we got Sam Rockwell crying like a little punk and <laughs> and whiplash wanting his parrot which i hate yeah i, I hate the parrot bit I yeah hate the parrot bit it just i don't get it i don't get it uh but no their final fight with all the drones and then whiplash shows up and you're like yeah his suit kind of reminds me of uh not war yeah warmonger from uh the first iron man of jeff bridges suit. yeah and you're like, I yep. get why they're making him do that again. But I remember having the thought of like, don't don't make all of Iron Man's villains right. like a dumbed looking down version of it. <laughs> it worked in the first one because it made that made mm. sense. Right. Yeah, that that's another <laughs> problem that the Marvel universe tends to have is that the villain is just the mirror image of the hero. And they're basically the exact same as the hero uh like like hammer is in this one where he's just he's tony stark but they have a rivalry young rich brilliant billionaire right. in a suit um same thing yeah same thing with the first movie and so you tend to just be iron man's villains are other guys in robot suits and <laughs> yeah. and that it tends to not be that different or yeah. diverse and i remember being a little worried about that uh Although after Iron Man 3, I kind of would have taken another villain in a <laughs> armored suit, but we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now when I watch Iron Man 2, I don't hate it. Uh, I think it does. Iron Man 2 does a lot of kind of confirming, yes, we're gearing up right. for the full thing. Like, yeah. yes, this is coming. We are working towards mm -hmm. it. They even kind of make it a meta moment of like, yeah, we're actually building. We're looking at candidates for this Avengers initiative as right. they're like figuring out what characters are going to be making. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah and the, the, the second big takeaway from Iron Man 2 is that they introduced Scarlett Johansson as Black, Black Widow. Widow. So that's a big deal. Which was a huge deal for everyone, uh, especially yeah. young males who were like, holy <laughs> crap. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, she's got a tight outfit on. <laughs> uh, I I like her as Black Widow. Uh, mm-hmm. We forgot to mention that we're trying to get these episodes done before the Black Widow prequel. Before Black out. Widow. Uh, yep. I kind of will always feel they should have made the Black Widow movie right yeah. after Iron Man 2. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I will yeah. always think you should have done this early mm-hmm. in the MCU. Mm-hmm. One, because her character, you focus more on her and just the mystery around her throughout yeah. Iron Man 2 than you do a whole lot of the other crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of captivates your attention. Yeah. For sure. Um, plus. I'm always shocked that the MCU, because Disney had it at this point. Yeah. I'm always shocked they did not decide to be like, oh, strong female-led movie? They never did that until now. But I'm like, how did you not do that? They weren't as woke back then. (laughs) How did you not decide that early on? That would have been such a huge, like, this will sound insensitive, but cash grab. Right. It would have been huge. It's probably going to be a massive movie regardless, but I yeah. personally feel it would have worked better than having to do a yeah. prequel style. This, I think it would have been way more interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And especially serving the overall arc of the story, she has a very heartfelt thread throughout. And yeah. her relationship with Hawkeye and like every, and her relationship with Hulk. Like we've been through this whole. She's deeply invested in the whole thing from the very beginning. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how connected she is to everyone. And not just, oh, she's like Tony where she's appearing in everyone's movies. She's connected through like showing the human side of all of these superheroes. She makes Steve Rogers kind of learn what it is just to have a life. Like, how to just relax. She's got... Mm. Yeah, her and Hulk, their whole uh, romance. Romance? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat romance. Yeah, and then her and Hawkeye, where Hawkeye, I mean, his big reveal in Age of Ultron, super, mm. I, I love that. But yeah, Black Widow yeah. went from being like the mysterious eye candy of the MCU to being one of the most loved characters and I really right. think only Scarlett Johansson could have pulled that off. I can't imagine. And that might just be because we've been watching these characters and actors for so yeah. long. But yeah, she's been in a ton of those movies. I will say her hairstyle in Iron Man 2, not my favorite. She changes her hairstyle every movie. <laughs> it does. This yep. is the worst one, though. Oh, see, I don't know if I would say it's the worst one. Yeah. It's the one that makes her look the youngest. Okay. Um. I don't know. The blonde in Infinity War has always kind of thrown me off a little bit. Mm, or the straight... No, not yeah. not the blonde. Sorry. The uh, the straight dark red in Winter Soldier. Yeah. That always okay. throws me off. Winter Soldier is a dark, dark movie. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Thor. Thor. Number, Thor. Thor. Is such an interesting one for me, and I remember not really liking it when it first came out. 
But rewatching it, I didn't. I think it's not that bad now. Like I, this first one, specifically the first I, one. I was gonna hit the, the first Thor. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> the first Thor is different, and it's Whoa. a little bit. You're not used to this kind of style where it's this is not super fantasy with like Nordic deities and all this mythology you're used to kind of but also different and then all of a sudden juxtaposition fish out of water situation with him in their modern world and it's pretty funny like they do a lot of like jokey jokes yeah uh that became one of my least favorite things about the thor films yeah the jokey jokes uh, having rewatched it so many times, I kind of get the jokey jokes, and I think Chris Hemsworth does a good job of being mm-hmm. the unassuming comic relief. Certainly very likable. <laughs> certainly a very great choice as Thor, yeah. Uh, I, I remember watching the first Thor, and my first thought about halfway through it was like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't a good movie, but it's entertaining. So I'm gonna, and I know that it's connected. <laughs> so I'm, I'll enjoy it for that aspect. I don't think yeah. it's as bad as a lot of people say it is. Did you already feel like you were on the Marvel train and yeah. you just had to see every movie that? Yeah. Came out by now? the time Thor came out, and you've, I mean, Iron Man two hits, and it's basically your confirmation. Yeah, we're doing this. this. Is a thing. Yeah. Uh, so then Thor comes out, and Thor was just another connecting piece that I was like, yep, mm-hmm. we're doing it. We're doing it. And obviously with mm-hmm. Thor, it felt different, but it still fit because they're introducing the aspect of like magic, and they really started right. hinting at the universe, like the literal universe stuff that yeah. was going to play heavy later Mm -hmm. on so yeah yeah they show for comic fans who know what could be coming to or what we could be building to they show the infinity gauntlet they show like (laughs) lots of shit well and then you start hearing i think i think he mentions it in the first thor of like you hear about well the tesseract is brought up and right for comic book fans everyone's like wait a minute if, if that shows up, then something's got to be, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the the magic aspect really started showing up. It felt weird, but it's vital to the MCU. So I, I forgive that right. first Thor's super clunkiness. Yeah, because it's it was a setup for the expanded part of the universe we were going to be getting, whereas Iron Man and Iron Man 2 were like, yeah, we're going to be doing Avengers Thor mm-hmm. was kind of the confirmation of like the scale is going to get wild. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, we have Avengers and Thor will be in that and we need a Thor movie, but all these other things are coming after yeah, that. Right. So, that, and yeah. We need to sow the seeds. Thor did a great job of sowing some like super nerdgasm moments. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, certainly worth it for uh, that. But it's such a. The ending is so odd to me. Yeah. Because the movie spends so much time being kind of like the comedic relief of the MCU. Mm -hmm. And then the ending shows up and you have Thor like 
sacrificing himself to the giant uh, robotic thing. Uh, <laughs> Asgardian yeah. defense system. Uh, yeah. And it's like super dramatic, although I'm a big fan of heroes sacrificing themselves and making that ultimate choice. Right. Maybe it was the editing just feels like there was no real transition to it. Now I enjoy the ending. I like the music that plays with it. I like seeing him Mm -hmm. get knocked the fuck out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it just, it, it feels like there's not much of a, the thing shows up, Mm -hmm. blows up parts of this tiny two street, New Mexico town. And then Thor's Mm -hmm. like, I will sacrifice myself to save (laughs) the two streets in new mexico yeah (laughs) yeah and he he had been it's interesting i hadn't seen it a long time interesting going back to it after having seen later on movies thor is pretty bratty in this movie (laughs) he's a he's a young somewhat petulant son of odin who is proud and feels like he deserves all these things and so when he when he kind of like loses his powers or gets lesser powers and goes to earth a lot of the comedic moments come from him feeling like he's thor god of thunder and now he can't do all this stuff and so yeah maybe it felt like they had him become a hero and sacrifice his life a little bit too early maybe not enough payoff or build up to it yeah i think it might be and I think the first Thor is one of the shortest entries in the MCU. I don't even think it's a full two hours. Uh, And that might, I mean, when you have that kind of time constraint, obviously that starts to hinder trying to build up like, oh, he's starting to make the choice into being like learning what it is to be a leader, to be a hero, Mm -hmm. to be a king, because that's kind of his whole purpose in that first Thor movie is he's trying to prove to Odin I'm worthy to be king and then he's like you know what I don't want to be king nope (laughs) I want to go I want to go hang out with Jane Foster which brings me to (laughs) Jane Foster (laughs) Natalie Portman in the MCU Mm -hmm. so interesting to me (laughs) Why is that? I don't know. (laughs) And I can never pinpoint (laughs) it. But I'm always like... She's better in the MCU than she was in the Star Wars prequels. Considering she was only in like two with kind of a cameo third. Yeah. Soon to be like the mantle. Not a spoiler. (sighs) If you haven't heard Thor 4's setup. I don't know where yeah. you've been, but <laughs> yeah. if you miss the time that they made the comics, this has been a whole thing going on in the comics where Thor is a uh, lady Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we can get into speculation on that next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm always, whenever she shows up on the screen, I'm like, this is so interesting to me. I wonder what yeah. they said to her to be like, be in a superhero movie not just superhero movie but like Mm -hmm. like mythology nordic mythology superhero movie yeah and you're kind of a clunky smart scientist lady who falls in love (laughs) with a god Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's a hot god though he's pretty jacked so that's good he's 
the least jacked in the first Thor than he is for the yeah. rest of the MCU. <laughs> it's true. He gets more jacked, then it gets super doughy, but it's whatever. Right. Uh, um, yeah, the first one's weird. It's kind of weird all around. I mean, obviously, it's not weird all around. So I take that back. Anthony Hopkins is Odin. Great. Always great. Fantastic. Renee Tom Rousseau. Hiddleston Do, okay, as yeah. Loki. Best, probably the one of the best choices they made in Phase One. Bit, yeah, one of the best choices, and Loki becomes through whatever, mm-hmm. like one of the characters that everyone wants to see more of. Even though he's the yeah. villain for the majority of the MCU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something. <laughs> You kind of like to not like him. He's just fun to watch, even even no matter what he's doing. Yeah, he's a blast to watch. Uh, it's funny yeah. I say that because he's using a laser cannon right now and he's blasting his face. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, Tom Hiddleston just mm-hmm. knocked this one out of the park. And this yeah. this kind of became a thing for the MCU where some of their casting ended up being... Like, yep, this is no one can replace you. Right. So good that the comics now start formulating. Oh, now this is Loki. All the comics (laughs) need to look like this guy. Right, right. Which is very common, whether it's DC or Marvel. As soon as they're like, oh, people really like this actor or actress as his character. So we're going to not. It's not necessarily Mm -hmm. like exact face, but yeah we're we're taking from the movies now that's that's the new design direction yeah Uh, and yeah tom hiddleston is that guy one of the like biggest names in the smallest roles throughout the whole thing idris elba as heimdall yeah like just controls the bridge (laughs) he i expected more overall of like him to do stuff you but he know? really just stands there and looks cool and says cool things in this great Idris Elba voice. Idris Elba's great, but I don't think he does that much. He doesn't do a whole lot. Uh, you share that opinion with him, in fact. Oh, okay. So we're yeah. cool, cool, cool bros who know what's up. He's he's been known to voice like I wish they would have done more with my character throughout the whole arc of the MCU. He does yeah. seem like the kind of character that would be incredibly powerful like strength yeah. wise uh, right obviously he can see all he's like the only one responsible for guarding that like pathway gateway right so yeah you have to be a great warrior to prevent anyone from waltzing into asgard <laughs> right Although people tend to waltz right into Asgard. <laughs> yeah, it seems like in every movie they tend to waltz right into Asgard. It's kind of weird how that works. It, it is kind of weird. But we buy into it because that's what you do with movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah if I if do, it didn't happen, it wouldn't be interesting. I do wish they would have done a little more with him. Uh, yeah. I know it seemed like they were really getting on that pathway when Infinity War came out. But I have right. to save that kind of stuff for tomorrow or for next week. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I I kind of agree with you. He just always seems so daunting to be in such a tiny role, mm-hmm. but one of the most important right. role. It it's such an odd character and yeah. casting choice. Uh, yeah, 
And I mean, the movie itself is kind of an odd duck. It's weird. <laughs> I I love Kenneth Branagh's acting, and I think that he's a good director. He directed this, but Thor has always felt like kind of a weird movie that kind of fits in. I mean, it fits in well. I, I like it more now going back to yeah. it. But I remember it feeling weirder when it first came out. And I don't really know why. My perception is that it didn't really take off as much as Iron Man did. Right. And maybe it's because people know Thor more. Maybe they had expectations about Thor. I don't know. But it's... I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I think... I mean, for me, I enjoyed it that first time. But like I said earlier, I kind of immediately was like... Oh, this is not a a good movie, but it's an entertaining movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it kind of took me off guard that they were trying to really push, like, the comedy. And that's kind of, like, the thing with the Thor movies is a lot of the comedy has felt very forced. Very, like, well, we kind of established him to be the comedic relief, so we kind of have to keep doing this. Right. So (laughs) you're like, you don't have to, but we're cool. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's, I mean, it's kind of both. They do very serious fantasy conversations between him and, and like Odin and like very serious people in like traditional language. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. And then they do. Oh, he's he's on Earth and he is being silly now. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd, so, I'd say Thor is the like. All right. Movie of yeah. Phase One. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that too. Um, but what? How do you feel about Captain America: The First Avenger? Okay. I I love the first Captain America. I do. Yeah. I really do. I really I love all the Captain America spoiler alert. <laughs> I Oh. I like two of them way more than I like one of them. Oh, tension. But we'll get to that in I know. a little bit. Yeah, I think we all know which one you don't like less. It <laughs> right. should be should be obvious, I think. Yeah. But yeah, the the first one uh, I think I especially was drawn in uh, in the beginning mm-hmm. because the opening is very much kind of Indiana Jonesy, yeah. where it's it's Nazis and they're searching well, for these I, like mystical things. I love the style that it's filmed in. It has that very like old yeah. kind of film style to it, which I really, really, really enjoy. And I liked totally. watching it take place during World War II, so I liked seeing the old vehicles and like. The old yep. uh, suits and the old... I enjoyed it. I I don't think it's a great movie. Yeah. But I think it's a... I think it's way better than a lot of people say. I mean, yeah. there's a lot worse in the MCU than the first Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and I tend to gravitate to... I tend to gravitate to Captain America's themes yeah. more than a lot of the other movies. I really like kind of the themes and the message of Captain America movies the most, which is they're more serious, they're more impactful and meaningful, and those are the kind of things that I like, whereas he's he's very much um, portrayed as like this, this 
scrawny, tiny guy who looks really tiny, but he has a big heart. He's brave. He's doing what's right. He's like, he's just a he, good, good person. He has common sense. The pole <laughs> always makes reason. me laugh. He yeah. has the most common sense out of like majority of the people around him. Mm-hmm. But he has like this great and Chris Evans. Chris Evans is great. He's fantastic as Steve Rogers, and he plays him so well, especially with the like the kind of innocence, but yeah. that like classic innocence, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like uh I'm very polite because that's just what you do. <laughs> yeah. And so his character on all aspects doesn't really fit into the world around him, but he's like constantly on this life mission to do what he can to save the world he doesn't fit into it's i love i i really like chris evans take on captain america i really like how they've handled the character um yeah and that first movie is just it's fun yeah yeah i I like the i like the whole thing i like how they Start him out scrawny, and he transitions to being this yeah, super soldier that has the serum. Yeah, you get to see him actually become the super soldier. And I like how they go through like the selection process, where they're looking for those that special like thing that they can't really describe. Well, it's, it's not, not just a physical about, ability. Yeah, it's not and just so how that, strong are you. It's like right because the serum affects what your personality or your heart actually is. So they're trying to find someone who won't be easily corrupted or corrupted at all. And they find right. it in the scrawny kid from Brooklyn. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who's just going to do the right thing. And I, I like I like that. And I like, I like, like you said, all the war stuff. And this, this movie does a lot of good. A lot of the Marvel movies, I will say, do a good job of giving you breadcrumbs or hints everybody knows obviously that tony stark's gonna become iron man everybody knows that steve rogers is gonna become a captain america so until that happens they do a lot of things of like teasing or hinting or keeping you interested like when he's first becomes the he's first gets bulked up and he chases that spy with the car door like a car yeah he gets the taxi (laughs) door and it has a star in the middle and uses it as a shield and uh and you're like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Like, this is just a fun time that we all are in on the joke now. One of my favorite things that first Captain America does uh, is they bring back the original classic comic book outfit. That real, yeah. like, shitty looking cloth outfit. <laughs> and I really love how his first experience of trying to do the right thing to do his part in the war is selling mm. war bonds <laughs> he's got to yeah. put on like this theatrical show to mm. me it always cracks me up in a positive way because i'm like this poor guy has just been like <laughs> i'm just wanting to do my part and you have me as a sideshow to the right. point where he draws a monkey in his captain america suit mm. <laughs> and i'm like yeah this is yeah. great <laughs> he's just a trained monkey in the circus yeah, yeah. I, and then he finally gets to be like let loose, and I really like. Obviously, Hugo Weaving's always great, but he's especially great as uh, Red Skull. Yeah, I'm always bummed that he had such a bad experience, and that's why he didn't come back oh, later really? on. Um, 
because I thought he was awesome as Red Skull, and I always thought like you could be very formidable depending on what they end up wanting to do with you, if anything. Yeah. Um, yep. But no, I think that first Captain America. I mean, it's not the best in the MCU. By no means is it the worst. It's not even really... I wouldn't even say mm-hmm. it's a bad movie. I thoroughly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy the finale of it more mm-hmm. than the rest of the movie because of you just see him like making that choice pretty quickly without... like Because he understands... You yeah. know, how, what he's got to do with the plane and how he's going to handle the fight. He's got to do whatever he has to just to continue yeah. the fight. Uh, yeah, Captain America. I think he might be one of the more important characters. Unlike oh, for sure. What people should be looking to, not just because mm-hmm. he's like the ultimate patriot, but he's his themes what he actually yeah. stands for, what he actually believes and fights for is very like people. You should probably be waking up right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that comes yeah. in a and few it, movies. <laughs> yeah. And his commitment to, to not letting those go or yeah. not giving in to pressure to change. That is, is, is very noble. He's a very noble hero. And that's kind of the ones that you want. I remember Captain America being, one of the movies that kind of brought me back in. Oh, okay. So we had had we had had several Marvel movies where I was like, eh, they're okay, they're fine, they're nice. Um, and I was more critical of them then than I am now. But I remember seeing Captain America and being like, this is different, and I like this kind of like I liked the first Iron Man. Yeah. So now I might be I might be into it again. Right, and <laughs> I'll always chuckle. Tommy Lee Jones yeah, in a Marvel superhero movie. It's just, that's too much fun. And he plays Tommy Lee Jones. He's so like sarcastic and just deadpan. Like, right. I don't, I don't got time for your shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. His character works really well for what he is. Yeah. I, I don't mind that first Captain America. I think I also, when it came out, it was the one that came out before Avengers. So we right. already knew Avengers was coming. They were already filming Avengers. Yep. So everyone yep. knew that Captain America was the final piece of your main hitters. Yeah. Before we got the full team. And that was exciting watching that first Captain America, knowing they're yeah. actually like, we've made it. And I remember laughing right. at myself being like, I told myself they were never going to make it this far. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to be coming out soon. And Yeah, we have Iron Man. We have Thor. We have Captain America. They're in different movies. I can't wait to see them uh, together. And they're all going to meet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoy Captain America. I, I have no problem mm-hmm. really with the movie. I, I kind of find myself wishing it would have been treated... I think they really hit the perfect mark, spoiler alert, when they made Winter Soldier. I think Winter yeah. Soldier is the Captain America film. Um, For sure. I think had the first one been a little more in that style, it probably mm-hmm. would be regarded as one of the better installments. Um, probably, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's an origin story, and they're setting things up, but they do stumble a little bit to get there. 
Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. But the enjoyment of that movie far outweigh all the little things that I would have to be like, I'm just nitpicking at this point. Uh, yeah. No, it's, for sure. a, it, it's a fun movie. It's a cool movie. So, Avengers. Avengers! We, we made it through phase one. We saw all these characters come to life on the big screens, most of them for the first time. And now we get to see them all together. I know this was like a big deal. This was the first time that we saw Hulk and Iron Man and Thor and Captain America together. Not only was it the Avengers for the first time ever in a cinematic film. uh, Yeah. This was the first time we've seen like a universe of characters actually together. This was true. Kind of unprecedented because we hadn't even gotten a Batman and Superman movie at this point, like ever. Yeah. And they are the two biggest names in all of comic books and they never teamed them up. So this was like, let let alone justice league. I guess the closest you could come to is like uh, X-Men three, where they just have like a shitload of X-Men, but it's not, not the same. It's just not not the same. This was kind of unprecedented. We knew like this movie's going to be huge. There's no way it can't be huge. And it is. It is a massive film. Uh, It does something really interesting to me where the heroes don't really work well together. Yeah. For like 90% of the movie. (laughs) Right. Well, they're not a team. That's, I guess, the main the main point of the movie is they're not yet a team we have these heroes who could be a team they should be a team but they're still separate yeah they have moments that they worked well together like when they finally do come together and you have that that shot that's going around them for the first time it's the avengers are there in one shot together i remember watching that and being like that feels heroic. I remember getting goosebumps right. and just being excited, like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like I'm watching the Avengers fight aliens and Loki <laughs> in New York. Right. And you have what? the I mean the music is swelling. And the music is so great. good. Uh I'm a little I have moments of oddity these days when I watch the mm-hmm. first two Avenger movies. Because of everything that we have learned about Joss Whedon. And so I'm yeah. constantly like, eh, you're a <laughs> bad person. Yeah. But this movie's entertaining. So eh, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. <laughs> like, to yeah. me personally, I get put in kind of a weird spot. Luckily, right. I don't consider the Avengers Joss Whedon's thing. Yeah. I, I don't. I consider it the reason that he ruined Justice League. They brought him in to do right. <laughs> Justice League because he did Avengers. But right. I let it go. I'm over <laughs> yeah. it. I wouldn't be over it if we didn't have the Snyder Cut, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Which, side note, physical release comes out September 7th. I saw that. Did you see the, like, trilogy set? The box set? set? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's going to be yeah. big. <laughs> uh, back to Avengers. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I remember just being almost overwhelmed, like the little yeah. comic book nerd in me. 
feeling right. almost overwhelmed with that first Avengers movie that first time I watched it because it was so mm. unprecedented. And some of those yeah. fight scenes were so cool. You had a couple nods to like comic book uh fighting moves that the heroes did regularly you get like a quick shot like mm-hmm. thor and cap with the shield which is just fun yeah. you get iron man shooting the shield to spray the the beam yeah of course at that moment i think everyone took that as like oh that's like civil war how crazy would that uh-huh. be <laughs> little did we know little a few did years we know. later we get it but <laughs> yeah um yeah, it's weird looking back on the first Avenger movies because it's. I think it's important to remember how big it felt at the time. Yep. But now I look back on it and watch it and it feels kind of small <laughs> and quaint. It, it feels like... It feels exactly what it is, which is their first fight together. It feels yeah. like the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially if you look at Infinity War and Endgame. If you compare that first Avengers to Endgame, you're like, uh, that first Avengers isn't even an event. That it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just another installment, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a handful of aliens that show up, and they don't really mean a lot, or f- like they're not, they're not a lot of weight to it, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy that first Avengers, though. I remember going through, like, a phase. Again, I think this was during uh, just some jealousy that the Dark Knight trilogy was concluding. And yeah. Marvel was starting to become just this juggernaut at the box office. So I was a little bummed, a little jealous. and uh, Yeah. But I, I remember having moments of, like, it's excessively destructive. And then I watch it, and I'm like, it kind of is but <laughs> it if you had a whole yeah intergalactic horde of an, aliens coming through yeah. a wormhole to destroy your city it'll be a little destructive <laughs> yeah guaranteed it's also <laughs> i mean we felt the same way about man of steel back right. then and where that changed so and marvel did this really well where they gave you a lot of destruction for a very long time and then, mm-hmm. then they decided to like give you the consequence of it. But we have to wait till next week for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that may be a critique of mine, where so much of Marvel movies are quips and jokes and lightness, and which makes for a fun movie going mm-hmm. experience. Like, don't get me wrong, but you you lack the gravity and the depth and the themes that I tend to like more. So uh, more of a critique of mine, I guess. Yeah, I would agree. And I remember holding that against them for a long time. Yeah. Until the last, like, well, until the last few movies they made where it was like, oh, yeah. All of this, like taking the destruction for granted and feeling like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. Suddenly you have very real consequences and you're facing very dire situations. All of a sudden, uh, I remember, man, I just keep like trying to segue (laughs) next week. I know. Uh, I'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. Okay. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
I enjoy the first Avenger. I mean, honestly, I enjoy the yeah. majority of the whole MCU. The first Avengers is a I lot of fun. Everybody does. Yeah, and it's just, it's a cool action movie. You get to see a lot of fun little comic book Easter eggs throughout the whole film. For sure. And it's just, it's got a lot of cool shots in it. It's just got, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's I think it's a well-made action movie. Uh, yeah. How do you feel? I think I already okay. know this. Okay. How do you feel about shawarma? <laughs> I don't think about shawarma. I don't care about shawarma. I don't. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's it's pointless. It is one of two post credit scenes I never watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of the. That's a good point. All of the post credit scenes, except for a couple mean something and they get you excited and they set up some important world building event or they they contribute to some meaning this is like oh this team that just became a team eats lunch together yeah who cares (laughs) like nobody cares so that's how i feel about it see when i saw it that first time i liked the shawarma post-credit scene because i thought yeah i I probably giggled at the yeah, time. Yeah, because it's I don't fun care. after all of the insanity that we just watched. That yeah. they would, they're just sitting down silently eating lunch together, yeah. trying this new food together. And it's a callback to a joke that Tony makes a couple times. Yeah, during like He's really, like, we loud. need to get shawarma after this. <laughs> yeah, which your first couple of viewings you don't catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just kind of like, oh, they're. They're eating shawarma now. Okay. Uh, yeah. But after the first couple times watching the post credit, it very quickly became like, yeah, I, I don't need that one. I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> End. <laughs> right. Movie's over. Yeah. I knew that was how you felt. I just thought you should put it on video. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> how do you feel about the new Hulk? Mark Ruffalo is Hulk. He's great. He does such a great job playing Bruce Banner, and he does such a great job Mm. transitioning into Hulk. I also liked his design more than I do the design from Incredible Hulk. I thought they made him just look better. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) And we talked about last week when we were talking about Shutter Island, how underrated Mark Ruffalo is. Yeah, and he does a lot He's great. again where it's like most of his time as Bruce Banner he's like in the background or you got to watch his face cuz he's constantly yeah. watching everybody around him and he's just he's a very fun interesting actor to watch especially when he's yeah. not front and center cuz he's constantly right. doing something and i feel mm-hmm. like he's one of those actors where he doesn't get or need a lot of direction to do that kind of stuff in the back. I feel like he's very just naturally like, Oh no, this is what I would be doing because I'm going to do it anyways. (laughs) He, he, he gets his character, whether he's in shutter Island and he's secretly a doctor spoiler for shutter Island, secretly a doctor. (laughs) He's watching everybody and watching all the patients and stuff in Hulk. He's bruce banner he's got the hulk inside of him and he's trying to not not freak out trying to not to go crazy and destroy everything um yeah he's great 
I love him. And I'm glad that they stuck with him. I think that he works throughout the series. Yeah, he fits. He fits really well, and his chemistry fits really well. And I think watching him and Tony Stark, that's some of the most enjoyable moments throughout. For sure. Because they're the two Two smart smart dudes that just, like, talk nerdy mathematics and quantum Mm -hmm. multiverse stuff. So you as the audience member, you're like, I have no idea what they're talking about, but this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I trust them to figure it out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That. I mean, I will never forget that first time watching the Avengers because it felt so yeah. new, so different. So, like you brought up earlier, it felt so massive. Uh, yeah. Do you remember feeling like where will they go from here like we mentioned if they can ever build to an avengers movie that would be the pinnacle that would be the peak that's all we need and then we get it and then they keep putting out movies and we're kind of like what what where are they going what's going on so thanos is in the first avengers true they hint uh and i remember thinking during that first avengers the whole time like but Thanos is the guy, and they showed it, yeah. so that has to mean Thanos is going to show up, right? And then mm. he doesn't, and you're like, what the hell? But then you yeah. get the actual mid credit scene of mm-hmm. like one of his little dudes talking to him, saying like, ah, oh, to, to fight this team would be like to court death, and if you know the comics... Thanos actually does court Lady Death in the comic books. So to hear that, and then he right. turns and he smiles at the camera. I remember being just like, are we? Was like that the confirmation <laughs> that Thanos is going to be yeah, like officially fighting the Avengers? Which was exciting, but at the same time thinking like, how do you get to him? Where do we go from here? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh but it was very fun. I thought that the the teases might be one of Marvel's best things in the MCU yeah. are the teasing. Just getting you right. ready for it because it gets crazy from here on out. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. And it's it's it like we mentioned kind of starts building up. Like so we had a couple of movies at at the point, but we start building up and we've gotten through all of phase one phase two there's like on a roll so we have two movies every year from now on and then when we get into phase three we start getting into like oh now we're doing three movies a year (laughs) and uh and that's where you kind of get into that burnout that we talked about people certainly felt i felt it but it kept people interested and that was the goal they still kept generating the biggest audiences which was nuts Uh, yeah avengers was the first marvel movie to reach a billion dollars yep so big deal for sure uh iron man 3 second movie to reach a billion dollars people were on the bandwagon oh everyone was so invested (laughs) little did they know uh iron man 3 sucks as much as spider-man 3 in my (laughs) opinion it's so bad uh, I'm pretty sure we saw we this did together. T- I will in never the forget this. You and I saw it <laughs> together, and I remember before the big, the first big villain reveal. 
Yeah. You and I were both sitting in the theater, and I remember... I, well, actually, I don't remember if we actually said it or if we were both mutually <laughs> thinking, Yeah, you're not going to go... Like, you're not going to... 180 this you're, you're not gonna fuck this up are you because i kind of feel yeah. like you're about to really really bad <laughs> yeah and then they did but in such a worse way than i saw coming <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah it 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 i don't it just doesn't work for me no it doesn't and especially because they had kind of talked about using Mandarin as a villain since the beginning. He's one of the biggest Iron Man villains ever. And so they're like, okay, now Mandarin is the villain. And everybody's like, great. Yes, finally. This is great. We're in the third movie. You've built up cool. to it. You didn't waste it too early. Should be good. Yeah, and we are all excited because we knew like they're not making Iron Man 4. He's getting his trilogy. Yeah. And then he's just going to start showing up in other Marvel mm-hmm. films. Uh, yeah. So everyone was like, yeah, you got to finish off on the big note. Mm-hmm. You got to finish his yeah. trilogy just in the biggest way. And we're coming out of Avengers. The world is now different because yep. there is a like a team. and But now we're kind of stripping Tony down. Right, right. And he's is it, it on was his like own. The reminder can't just that call Thor. Although we have the Avengers, all of these guys are still going to have their own battles without the team. Like they're, they're yeah. still going to have to do it, which felt very comic booky. Um, right. I do enjoy like the setup videos of the Mandarin. I like Tony's PTSD yeah. really kicking in hardcore. I thought that was, I remember being like, yeah, this, this yeah. fits. This is going to be good as we keep going. Yeah. <sighs> and then that kid shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the kid ruined it for me. The kid just like the first time we saw it, I just like I don't, I don't get the whole like the relationship they have and how he's like supposed to be helping Tony reflect or become something. I don't know. It felt like a worse version of Indiana Jones and Short Round. Uh, Yeah. just follows him around very annoying yeah um and i remember thinking like the bad guys and the henchmen in iron man 3 just felt so weird to me like i had an easier time accepting the chitari mm-hmm. on their like weird floater scooter things yeah. through the sky than i did aliens. these super powered uh yeah combustible humans that vaporize people because of a drug that hacks their brains. Um, uh-huh. I remember thinking when Guy Pierce showed up as like super clean cut, immediately being like, oh no, he's going to be just like Hammer from Iron Man 2. And guess what? Yeah. He just doesn't cry as much, but he's exactly <laughs> Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, Tony pissed me off in our younger days, and I've plotted my whole life and career to destroy him. Yeah. Shut up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and they tried to, like, subvert expectations by making Ben Kingsley, who's supposed to be Mandarin, is now just, like, an actor who's 
useless, powerless. He's like, like a doesn't matter. so he's a drunk. He's a junkie. And I rem- he's just a voice of make the voice of Mandarin making videos and doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, and uh, I remember as soon because I'll never forget Tony has like he's cracked. He's gone into this compound with all of his makeshift weaponry that he made from Home Depot. Yeah. And he's got an actual pistol and he bursts into the bedroom. And that was a moment for me. I don't know about you. Uh huh. He kicked the bedroom door open and like you saw the costumes, you saw the giant clean elaborate bed, you saw the women in the bed and that was my head of like, oh no. Oh mm. no. You're going to really <laughs> fuck this up. Like, please don't do this. Yeah. But I, I think they're about to. And yeah. then Kingsley shows up as the junkie Trevor Slattery. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> you're uh, just like, why? <laughs> you just took yeah. the one thing that was actually working and just blatantly destroyed it. It was very Spider-Man 3 moment for me. It was... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like taking Carnage or... or, uh, Venom. uh, Venom, thank you. Um, Like taking Venom and being like, oh, this is actually just a thousand times worse version of something that should be cool. Yeah, I... uh, so there, there's installments of the MCU that I did not like the first couple times. And after having watched them a handful now, I'm like, oh, no, they've mm-hmm. grown on me. So I don't mind them as much. But Iron Man 3 holds yeah. on to that tightly of like, no, nope, it's my <laughs> when I when I watch the whole thing, because I can't watch the MCU without watching all of the installments. Right. Uh, Iron Man 3 comes on. That's usually the one that I like scroll the phone or go and do other things <laughs> or take a nap during yeah. it's my least favorite and what's funny is it ended up kind of unanimously becoming that one for the MCU yeah. where everyone all the audiences were like all right you you gave <laughs> us a couple oddballs earlier but this one this one sucks yeah. you should you yeah. should do better <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to get your shit together yeah, it's it's weird in a lot of ways, and it's and yeah, you do have to kind of watch it because it 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 sets up some stuff and has a lot of the people that you care about. I mean, mo- the movie is in flashback with yep. Bruce Banner, which you Bruce don't realize that until yeah. you see the post credit scene, <laughs> yeah, or the very last scene going into the post credit. Where, yeah, Bruce Banner is listening to Tony just kind of share, like, trying to get some shit off my chest. Are you sleeping? I'm not that kind of doctor, Tony. (laughs) I hate that I know these lines, but I do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's obvious. Anybody that you tell, oh, he's, like, treating Bruce Banner as a shrink. You're like, well, he's, like, not a therapist. (laughs) He's not, like, a psychologist. He's (laughs) Yeah. So it's not. Well, and I remember, I think you and I even talked about this after we saw it. It's the only movie in the MCU that has a narrative, like yeah, <laughs> or a voiceover narrative, right? Narration, yeah. And that I remember being thrown off immediately by that. 
And then it was like, yeah. oh, it's Christmas time as well. And being, yeah. you know, we're watching this. And I think it was like June or July. Like, what is going yeah. on with this? Classic Shane Black Christmas movie. Yep. And that was probably the most disappointing aspect of the whole thing to me was that mm-hmm. it was Shane Black. I should be excited. It's it's uh, Robert Downey Jr. No, I was excited. Kiss Kiss and Bang Bang, one of my favorite movies of all time. I should be excited by this, and I was not. Yeah, I was really bummed out by this one actually. So that's about all I have to say about Iron Man three. Well, it's gonna get not great because (laughs) this is this is the lull of Phase two right here. Yeah, these Thor the Thor the Dark World. I remember being so bored watching <laughs> Thor The Dark World and rewatching it. Still, still kind of not. Yep, I'm right there with you, man. First time I saw it, I was like, well, it's got some cool visuals, but no one looks like they want to be in this movie. No yeah. one wants this film. Yeah. And uh, the whole purpose of the, the whole point of Thor the Dark World was just to introduce the ether, which is one of the stones. Right. They decided instead of just introducing it to make a whole movie revolving around it that everybody across the board <laughs> was like, this sucks. What yeah. is wrong with this movie? You guys need to get back on track because you're about to lose your audience. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we got Avengers and that might be all we needed. We might <laughs> right. be off. Yeah, I remember the train being now. a little worried about the direction that the MCU was going after these yeah. first, uh, first couple movies in the new phase. Yeah. I was very worried. Yeah, it's. It's actually the lowest. It is the lowest rated on Metacritic of the whole series. Uh, also, the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Weirdly, uh, Iron Man Two is the second worst rated on Metacritic. Well, I guess it's tied Iron Man Two and First Thor. Oh. And then Iron Man Three is fifth. Oh, see, Iron Man Three should be rated super low. Uh, I think that so too. That would be so bad. Uh- yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Thor, Thor the Dark World, it's one of the ones that I tend to skip over if I can avoid it. Well, and it's also one of the most forgettable ones. Um, yeah. You kind of forget that Thor's mom is dead until yeah. uh, Endgame shows up and then you're reminded like, oh, yeah, that's how the stone or the ether showed up. And that's, oh, yeah, she's dead. I forgot about <laughs> that. And you're like, yeah. oh, Jane Foster, haven't heard your name even for like 10 movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't have much to say about Dark World. It, to me, it was just so obvious. No one wanted to be in it. No one wanted to be a part yeah. of it. Uh, it was very much the like we're all under contract so here we are <laughs> yeah yeah we're moving the ball forward I guess kind <laughs> right. of. we're, we're introducing another but... stone we're introducing another stone <laughs> <laughs> right yeah just get it done and then on to the next one yeah which which I think we should do because I don't have a lot to say about the dark world <laughs> I agree so, Captain America the Winter Soldier Man, might be my favorite. This movie 
is just constantly mind blowing to me. This was yeah. the one that restored the MCU, in my opinion, and made people be oh. like, "Here we go." Hundred percent. I was like, "I w- we were on life support for a <laughs> right. while there, like for a year, because both of those movies, those both of those shitty movies came out in 2013. Uh, <laughs> April 2014 comes around. I'm like, okay, thank God, we actually Man. can enjoy uh, these movies again. Like Winter Soldier, again. Like I said with the first Iron Man, and I'm gonna say it again with. Uh, another MCU installment here in a little while. Uh, whether you're uh-huh. a comic book fan or not, yeah. you should watch the winter soldier. This movie, yeah. it took like all the greatest elements of the born trilogy or the born series. Right. And then mm-hmm. put captain America in the middle of it. And you're, yeah. It is. You got to pay attention to it. It is <laughs> chock full of like, very yeah. real kind of feeling um uh kind of fear with like yeah how much power yeah, the, the, governments should or can have and it's yeah <laughs> and the villain the villain is clever and very very good and not really what you expect and the villain is not just one villain the villain is like right I mean, the villain is S.H.I.E.L.D. The villain is HYDRA as a whole, which <laughs> might be one of the yeah. greatest <laughs> Which it should be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hy- HYDRA is so good that they, they would have done a terrible disservice if they didn't actually make a really good S.H.I.E.L.D. versus HYDRA movie, which is kind of what this uh, is. Right, because Captain America is pretty much what S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be. and he's right you know that big reveal when you find out like oh hydra has been since very early on pretty much right after steve went into the dirt or into the ice Mm -hmm. hydra took over it brings up a whole lot of themes it's very obvious to me why you and i are such big fans of this movie um yeah i just Oh my god, it's such a cool movie. And it constantly has parts where you're like, what is happening? I watched it with my daughter and she was just like, Dad! I was like, I know. I know. Why? I was like, dude, I could try to explain it to you simply, but I can't because it has too many parallels to it. Uh Yeah. It's a big, big story and a big deal and it has a lot of meaning to it. It kind of is like I think Winter Soldier is kind of like Terminator 2 where it makes the first one better. Yeah. Because you go back and watch the first Avenger and see his relationship with Bucky a little bit. And and so it was Winter Soldier and all of that. I, I just love it's, it. It's really, really it's good. It's so good. And not just yeah. like in terms of comic book movie. Like it is legitimately. Yeah. Like, it's a thriller. It is so sure. good. And this was also the one that I think made a lot of people be like, should these Russo brothers kind of take over? Because they seem right. to get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, these guys know what they're doing. Like, ooh, ooh, you totally are forgiven for Iron Man 3 and Thor the Dark <laughs> World. Like, we, we're not even mad anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Totally forget. Well, and when the Winter Soldier came out, this was 
it was like right before it got released, Chris Evans had already come out and been like, I'm kind of done playing Captain America. Like he was just mm-hmm. tired because all these cast members under contract have to maintain certain physiques, certain like they have to right. do all of this all the time, whether right. they are filming or not. And right. Chris Evans had come yeah. out and just been like, I'm tired. This is well, he w- he went a full year without doing anything other than working out from Avengers to Winter Soldier. Right. He didn't do he wasn't in a movie in 2013. <laughs> right. So he had he had come out and been like, I love being in the MCU. I love this character. I love playing the character, but I'm kind of I'm just so tired. Yeah. I'm just ready mm-hmm. to call it a day. Not everyone is Hugh Jackman that can just maintain the Wolverine status <laughs> permanently. <Right. laughs> Does it for fun. Right. When he's not doing Broadway. So I remember watching the Winter Soldier knowing that Chris Evans had been hinting at wanting to leave and wondering to myself, are they giving him his out? Especially when him and Bucky have their confrontation at the end. And it was very like, holy shit. This is Steve's going down. Like, he's. Yeah. Well, yeah. You start to think, oh, they could do what the comics did and make Bucky Captain America. Well, and they introduce Falcon. So you're like, oh, we have one of two choices. Both become Captain America in the comics. So which one are they going to pick? A lot of outs. There were a lot of. I remember being genuinely like, if they kill him, Mm -hmm. I think I'm actually going to, for the first time in the MCU, like, understand just how invested in the characters i am like i'm gonna be genuinely sad if they kill cap yeah and that i mean he doesn't die but <laughs> it's like okay yeah. he's not dead we're good <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i totally know yeah, that mean. man the winter soldier it is just one of those movies it it, it stands out very high out of 22 films for one to come out almost dead center <laughs> like yeah to be one of the best ones is good on you. Good on yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and certainly needed because we needed We needed that uh, redirection. Yeah, we needed the win. Yeah. And it also kind of uh confirmed that Marvel can have balls. Like that yes. they can go a little darker. They can start introducing mm-hmm. something that's going to be a little rough, you know, to get through. Yeah. And that that's honestly what I needed also. I, it, you, And I need that again later when we start getting into the cookie cutter like formula that they get into of just releasing very similar movies. I needed more meaningful story, more meaningful themes, more meaningful stakes, yep. more meaningful characters. And because I need, I need to be invested in that way. Yeah. Um, and and so this was like a breath of fresh air. This is like, yes, exactly what I'm looking for. And about something I already cared about because I am invested. I've seen several movies at this point. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I'm on board. I'm, 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 I'm we are here. Invested. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I was very happy to see that they could start introducing some darker themes and some more dire situations and just kind of getting you ready for what I, at this point, everyone knew. Yeah. Like eventually Thanos still has to show up. We've been introduced to a few of the stones. 
things mm-hmm. need to start. When are we going to get this? Yeah. It, it still took a while, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a very um, slow build, but for the most part, uh, phase two, I felt was way better than like phase one, just because you started getting that, that ramp up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I got to share some fun moments with phase two with my daughter, which ended up being why I probably enjoy yeah. it the most, but, uh, yeah. Winter soldiers. God damn. It's such a yeah. good movie. Yeah. And phase two really finished strong. Yeah. So obviously very strong with winter soldier. We go right into guardians of the galaxy, which again, one of the outstanding it movies is. of the bunch. This is the other one that I will say. This is the last one I say it to, uh, it doesn't Guardians of the Galaxy. It does not care if you have any knowledge on the comics. It doesn't care yeah. if you've watched the rest of the MCU, or if you'll. Watch it kind of any. expects you don't know who the fuck any of these people right, are. Right, it's kind of a joke. <laughs> um, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I remember immediately in this movie, immediate like as soon as the classic rock kind of R and B stuff kicks yeah. in. And he's dancing around on that planet. Immediately, I was like, I'm going to love the shit out of this movie. I think this movie (laughs) might be one of the best ones. And sure as hell, it's one of the best (laughs) MCU entries. It is very heavy on the comedy side, but it does the comedy really well. It doesn't try to use comedy to try and like skirt around things. It's just blatantly what happens Mm. when you put a bunch of sarcastic assholes in one room together and they have to do this one thing together yeah (laughs) like yeah it feels very the comedy feels very different in this one where a lot of the other movies tend to be oh this is a very serious situation that everybody agrees is very serious but then here's a one-liner nobody's (laughs) yeah here's a one-liner or this person is not taking it seriously or something serious happens and it just kind of gets swept under the rug this movie i guess feels different because everybody's Treating it seriously, but also kind of coping through comedy, and like it's like a kind of a defense mechanism. So they're all equally, pretty equally funny. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, but and and more funny in a different way. It's not like a quip or a one line or anything. It's more like well, the comedy actual setups and jokes. Yeah, the and, comedy feels like actual comedy. That's yeah. probably one of the brilliant things about Guardians is it doesn't matter what genre really is your favorite because this movie hits Mm. most of them and it does all of the ones that it does really well so (laughs) for sure comedy being up there this is the one that made everyone be like i love james gunn (laughs) yeah james gunn (laughs) yeah yeah we're like man maybe james gunn should take over (laughs) right right this is amazing Yeah, that that first Guardians, a lot like Winter Soldier and a lot like Iron Man. uh, It's just special. It's just a lot of fun. I remember showing it to my daughter when she was pretty young. And uh, she took two things away from this movie. One, she thought Rocket kicking the chunk of grass out of anger was hilarious. (laughs) She just, she died of laughter at that. And two... She ended up showing off to her mom, look what I learned, and she did Star-Lord's, like, middle finger thing. <laughs> the crank? Yeah, like, 
of the two That's hours hilarious. that is Guardians, that was yeah. what you decided to pick up. The crazy thing is, I didn't even think she saw that part, but she did, and then reenacted that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, there are so many other parts you could have reenacted. Why did you choose that one? I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. You don't even understand yeah. what that means. She was little. She didn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Guardians is It so does stand fun. out. So much yeah. fun. It stands out, and largely because Chris Pratt's so great in it. Yeah. Like, he just... He's another one of those... He fits that character just too well. Yeah. He just... He, he is Star-Lord. I mean, he yeah. really is Peter Quill, so... <laughs> yeah, 100%. God, I love that movie. That's Yeah, it's so Whenever fun. I do the whole MCU... As soon as like Winter Soldier ends, I get very, very excited because I'm like, <laughs> going to space. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Like everything about it's so good, especially, so um, especially Bradley Cooper's Rocket Raccoon, like all and all of it. it <laughs> it's so fun. It's a, it's a blast. And man, Batista's Drax. Batista's Drax is one of the funniest performances. I think yeah. I've ever watched. He plays that character just so freaking good. Uh, Guardians also has a sequence that is just like, it's genuinely beautiful in the middle of yep. a lot of chaos. And that's when Groot is just like surrounding and covering up the Guardians to protect them. And everything lights up inside the little tree ball. There's just yeah. something like that shot. That whole sequence is so like oh, wow, this is a genuinely beautiful scene. And then he says the, like, we are Groot. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry because of a fucking tree. <laughs> Luckily, you yeah. get a dance off, like, 45 seconds later. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that first Guardians, is, it, it's special. It, it really yeah. is special. Yeah. Um. So it... It falls right before the second Avengers movie. It does. So we got another Avengers movie not long after the first one, honestly. Yep. Only three years. How how do you feel about Avengers Age of Ultron? Um, I don't mind it. I'm yeah. constantly bothered that Ultron's mouth moves like a human, even though he's made of metal. Uh, mm-hmm. That always throws me off. Really, really. He's bad. an artificial intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't mind Age of Ultron. I do not think it's as well done as the first Avengers. Um, yeah. It's it's not bad. It's vital to the rest of everything. I mean, without Age oh. of Ultron, we really don't Absolutely. have any other MCU film. So I, I have yeah. to give it respect for that. Uh, the action's yeah. cool. It's fun. Age of Ultron is the one, though, where the little quips and the one-liners, I mm-hmm. felt, were just overused. Just like, guys, yeah. you don't have to... like. <laughs> You're, you're fighting a whole city or a country yeah. of robots that are trying to kill everyone, and it's floating in the sky. We don't need jokes. Yeah. We don't need... Yeah. <laughs> like, we just don't. Um, I kind of wish they would have done a little more with Quicksilver. Yeah. 
I'm. You mean before he dies? Yeah, I feel like I'm one of the few that has never been affected by his death. Yeah, it happens so fast, quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, you could say it happens fast. Yes, um, and you kind of do see it coming. By the way, um, <laughs> totally do. Yeah, and that that may be why it doesn't. You don't feel the gravity of the situation. I mean, it's. I don't even feel like it matters that much for Wanda. Like for well, for Scar Scarlet Witch, she's not too terribly affected. She doesn't seem to like. She it. is immediately where she blows up a bunch of robots with her like pure emotion. Uh, yeah. Surge. Um, but by the time they get into Civil War, she's kind of forgotten that she even had a brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which. Yeah, it's like. Quicksilver who? Yeah, yeah. Who was he? I never had family. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't mind it. I think if it wasn't so important to the rest of the MCU, mm -hmm. it'd probably be one I wouldn't watch near as much or I would get up and do other yeah. things during. But because Age of Ultron pretty much directly tells you or tries to prepare you for end game mm -hmm. it really does i mean it's right. blatantly tells you like hey the avengers are <laughs> gonna get beat up like you're you're going yeah. to see some bad things happen you just don't know exactly what and it all right. revolves around tony uh which is nice but it's kind of funny going from the winter soldier to age of ultron I know I made the joke mm -hmm. earlier of like, maybe the Russo brothers should take over. I kind of feel like mm -hmm. age of Ultron was Joss Whedon trying to prove that he could still do it, but I can't yeah. help but wonder if the studio was already like, well, we got these other guys that, uh, they, yeah. they kind of, they're doing they're, all right. They kind of look like they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and audiences are responding to yeah. it for sure. How do you feel about Age of Ultron? I agree with you. I think that it is very, very important. I love introducing Scarlet Witch, and I'm so glad that she's there. I love... I mean, obviously, you need the whole thing with uh, Ultron, and you need to get to Vision, and you need all of that stuff. Um, but as... And I think it is made better by Civil War. Like there are parts, I like I don't love the fights and the destruction and things like that. The fights between the robots feels very much like maybe even worse than the fights of the first Avengers movies against the aliens, where it's just there's not really any weight. It's just like these things that we're destroying because they're attacking us, but it doesn't really mean that much. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's action for action's sake. I think Civil War, we'll get to it, it does like make it a little better. Like, oh, this has meaning and it affects people's lives when you destroy these whole cities and things like that. So that it does get made better retroactively for that reason, I think. But as a movie on its own, um, it's probably my least favorite Avengers movie. Which I think is a very common opinion. Probably, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised by that for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I. There's a couple parts in it that I are very cringy to me. Ultron having mm. lips 
or at least the movement. It, <laughs> it really does bother me. So I'm like, yeah, your metal doesn't move that. The rest of you operates like it should. Yeah. Why the fuck is your mouth moving <laughs> like a human? Like, stop yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I also cringe heavily because it just feels so forced and anticlimactic. <laughs> Uh, Scarlet Witch confronting a beat up Ultron who's crashed into the mm. train or the, the bus, yeah. sorry. Yeah. And she tears out his robot heart and it's even shaped yeah. like a robot heart and she like crushes yeah. it and he dies from his robot heart being crushed. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I, every and time that scene comes up, she... I'm like two things how close is that bus to where she was just at <laughs> one scene earlier <laughs> like yeah she doesn't travel that fast guys she's not her brother who died right uh, <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah i always wonder that and it just i feel like they were told you gotta have at least one more dramatic part like we have to have something mm-hmm. dramatic there. Give her some. Give her something. I don't. For I don't know. It dying. just it, the scene just feels forced. Um, yeah. I do, however, think the final Ultron bot with Vision is hilarious. Not because yeah. of the dialogue, but just because of the like and beam. Like all yeah. the Ultrons are gone. Bye bye. <laughs> like just yeah. Without giving a shit. <laughs> yeah. Look how powerful Vision is. Right. Um, yeah. I do like Vision. And I think bringing Paul Bettany oh, I and love making Vision. him, like, not just Jarvis, but giving him a full-fledged character, great. Yeah. I was very, very excited good. about that. Uh, his voice as Vision. Mm-hmm. The only person that should ever play Vision is Paul Pettney. <laughs> like, there's something yeah. with just his demeanor and that voice that, like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, you, you strike me as a non-human entity that right. is very powerful and can do yeah. crazy shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, he, he's great, and I love that he's in it. So, yeah, I mostly love Age of Ultron for Vision and Scarlet yeah. Witch and what they become, especially. I, I like... To be fair, I, I do like the setup mm-hmm. of Age of Ultron where it's Tony Stark has these suits and this AI and it kind of goes haywire and now he is a liability to the team yep. and he has kind of setting up Civil War. He has this conflict within the team now. So it, it's important and I do like parts of it for sure. I, it's not that I don't enjoy it. Um I don't think it's as good as the others. I don't think it's a very yeah. strong contender just in the overall MCU. Um, mm-hmm. But Tony Stark's role is very interesting in it because he toes that line of like mm-hmm. villain and hero because he means well, but his execution of everything could be very villainy. You know, it could right. very easily fall into the mad mm-hmm. scientist kind of realm, which he kind of yeah. does. Uh, yeah, he struggles very much with 
I guess it's narcissism. It's the same thing Thanos has, which is I will do what I know is right for everybody else. And uh, yeah, he could certainly become that. Yeah. So there's, I mean, it's so important to the MCU that I forgive a lot of the things I don't like about it pretty much out of the gate just because I'm like, yeah, you have to watch Age of Ultron to understand Mm. the rest of the MCU. Yeah. I think the only one that you don't have to worry too much about would be like Black Panther. And that takes place in a whole different country. So, (laughs) right. Yeah. If you can accept, hey, this guy named Black Panther showed up. Yeah. That's all you really need. Um, But then Age of Ultron officially, finally, we get the confirmation that what we've been anticipating and kind of already know, but here's the, yep, it's happening, is the end credit scene of Thanos Mm. opening up like kind of a a doorway or whatever and putting the gauntlet on and saying, fine, I'll do it myself. Which I remember watching it in the theater and the whole theater just like fangasmed (laughs) all over the place. (laughs) Crap their pants. And then a whole lot of questions came up because we had seen the gauntlet in Odin's uh, crypt area and all of a sudden Thanos Mm -hmm. has it. So what the hell? Mm -hmm. Which part of me, I'm always like, I think this was a mistake. And then they like fixed it later on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't they fix it later on? They're like, oh, Odin has some fake stuff. Yeah. They fix it in Ragnarok where uh, Hela's like, it's a fake. It's a very just quick. It's one of those like (laughs) writer moments of we need to explain this. How do we do it? Uh Mm. fake we were hinting at it but we didn't know what we were hinting at yet so (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's undo it not just have her call it fake have her actually like smack it off of the podium to show it means nothing don't don't focus on that which all the fans focused on Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah so yeah ultron's important i don't think it's as strong of a contender in the 22 films yeah it's the post credit scene is obviously confirming, reaffirming that we're getting building to Thanos and everything that happens there. It's kind of a reminder that, hey, remember Thanos that you saw in Avengers like four years right. ago or whatever? Uh, that's still happening. We're still going there. Don't worry. Well, and I remember talking about the MCU up to the Ultron moment, you know, up to Age of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, with some friends, you, coworkers, and stuff. And all of us kept bringing up, like, okay, they confirmed Thanos. And mm-hmm. I remember looking at everyone and just kind of having a unanimous, like, uh, that means things are going to get dark because Thanos is yeah. not good news. And what Thanos does with that gauntlet is very bad news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember all of us just kind of being like, is the MCU about to go super dark? Like, right. is it really going to get heavy? Uh, answer to that next week. It's a yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Very in Marvel's like in Marvel tradition. Yes and yep. no. <laughs> but yeah. And, and sadly, we won't see the Thanos copter which is 
something you should Google if you've never seen the Thanos copter. <laughs> I think he also has a car at one point in like the early like Probably. 60s or 70s, whenever it was. Uh, yeah, he can be very scary and very dorky. Yeah. Like, all, I mean, honestly, all comic right. characters. They've Which been around for 50 years. It's so funny to think more. about and looking at, like, old comic styles of some of these characters. Like, old Thanos, not big. Yeah. Not a big dude. No. Very easily, like, taken down. In fact, he's been killed by so many different Marvel characters. He's killed by killed by Squirrel Girl, yep, if I believe yep. I am killed, accurate. So. Squirrel Girl killed him at one point. No one knows how. The writers never said. Uh, (laughs) I'm still kind of bummed that we'll never get a Deadpool like cameo with Thanos. That would have been hilarious. Um, Yeah. But Deadpool is confirmed to cameo in phase four at some point. So that should be interesting. Yeah. That appears to be happening um, now that Disney has acquired 21st Century Fox, so that's good. That'll be... There's another Deadpool movie coming out, (laughs) and it seems like they're keeping it R, so that's good. Thank God. Even though Disney owns it, so that's really good. But... It would be terrible. (laughs) It would be odd. Otherwise. Uh, So yeah, so that's phase one and two of the MCU. Uh, Yeah. Phase one and two, except for Ant-Man. Except for Ant-Man. Do Ant-Man next week. Um, and then all of Phase 3 next yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't finished your Marvel binge, <laughs> uh, now's the time now's, to do now's it. Now's the time to crank down. Uh, how many more do you have? I have the last three, oh. which one of them One of them I've never seen before. So there is one Marvel movie that I was like, you know what? Let's skip it. <laughs> Let's find out <laughs> what that so is curious. next yeah. <laughs> It's Captain Marvel. Oh. I never watched Captain Marvel, and I didn't know if I needed to watch Captain Marvel, and then by the time I got I was going to get around to it, I didn't need to watch Captain Marvel because Endgame had come out. So, Because it comes out like a month or two months later. So yeah. Uh, I didn't have a reason I'll say to it again it. next week, but I remember watching Captain Marvel thinking like, because they even... Uh, marketed like you need to see Captain Marvel before you see Endgame it's very important right. to Endgame and then I saw Captain Marvel and was like no it's not important <laughs> yeah. to Endgame and then I you know yeah. well after I saw Endgame I remember <laughs> a few right. friends and I were like huh not, not to the movie but to <laughs> Captain Marvel like yeah. I thought we had to watch it before seeing Endgame and you don't at yeah. all. Unless you're extremely thrown off by a new character showing up without a backstory, um, uh, you don't need to. But even then, you get a quick little like, oh yeah, she knew Nick Fury. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's here to help us out and she's on our side and that's all you really yeah. need to know. So we're good. Because as soon as she shows up, she fucks off again and does whatever. <laughs> right. But... We're getting ahead we of are. ourselves. That's we the are. end of next week's discussion. I'm just excited. <laughs> I am too. It, this has been a long time coming, and so I'm really glad. I, th- I like I like our discussion for the first yeah. half. I think it's yeah. gone well yeah. so far. It's gone. This is our first two-part episode, so it's kind of we're checking in in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah. How's it. How do you think it's yeah. going? Uh, it's going about how I thought it would. I, I was like, okay. I think Jake and I are going to share a lot of opinions because we generally share a lot of opinions. Um, yeah. 
That's why we decided to start a podcast. I am kind of nervous about next week because my hot take opinions on a couple are next week. And I don't know how to word it. (laughs) <laughs> without being in trouble so <laughs> are you gonna be practicing it in front of the mirror are we gonna get canceled we might <laughs> it's about time honestly. <laughs> i don't know how, i don't uh, first of all i don't know how we've gone a whole year this, this is gonna be our 53rd That's episode right. do you realize this yep. yep and so we've gone a whole year not yet canceled might be because we don't have any listeners <laughs> but somebody will because hear it eventually so and cancel us <laughs> yeah <laughs> We have an audience, uh, Jake. They're just we do. I talk to them. They they sound like they have heard what I've said on the. Podcast. I like seeing all of the emails about the random comments that we get. Oh yeah, those those crack. We me do up. we do get spam comments on our website moviebunners.com yep. that I try to clean up at occasionally. But if you ever need a link to some CBD oil or some <laughs> shit, then or dick pills. <laughs> we, they're that they're out we there. do get those it's yeah shouldn't be surprised but <laughs> yeah it's the internet after all so yeah that's uh all right phase one and two minus ant-man uh part one part one in the back man the mcu just what an undertaking and honestly massive let's be honest if we really really dove into each film this would have to yeah. be like a 10 part series just trying to talk through all of them oh yeah at least especially when the russo brothers step in the themes and shit that they start really diving into i mean their big hitters Mm -hmm. are the heaviest movies of the entire mcu yeah yeah which i prefer i like the more complicated it's gonna sound douchey to say cerebral but i like the more complicated intellectually like like comic books like comic books have gotten so complicated and this ties to this and this ties to this and they've done things to clean it up but i think it's cool that movies are now becoming a universe that's connected that's complicated that's this is impacted by this and it's cool now they just need to be careful on the like melding of universes we don't need uh Jurassic Park, <laughs> Professor and Furious mixed with the MCU. We don't. You <laughs> think we don't need that? Oh, I need that. Before we go, yes, I have an update for you. I did not okay. see the new Fast and the Furious movie yet. I was going to ask you. Christy was like, "We should see that," and I was like, "Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent, we yeah, should." I just didn't have time, uh, <laughs> at least yeah. yet. Um, no, but I did watch a movie that you have been a big fan of for a while. And I finally okay. got around to watching it. I okay. watched The Last Witch Hunter. You did. <laughs> do we need to do a separate YouTube episode for no. that? Or do you want to tell me about it right <laughs> now? How cool is oh that Oh my movie? god. <laughs> that movie is a mess. But With the great Michael Caine. It was, it was entertaining. Yes. For the most part. You don't have to tell me. I know. There were so many moments I was like, (laughs) was this made in like, this feels like it should have been made in the 90s. It feels like it should have been made back then. (laughs) That might explain why I like it so much, Uh, honestly. It was funny. I think Elijah Wood is probably the most awkward actor in the whole movie. At no point did I think he fits the story. 
the whole movie I was like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't say that about Vin Diesel. No, I did That's not. Good. I did not. Uh, I do still feel bad for Vin, though. I'm like, dude, you need to get away yeah. from action. You need to go and do other genres just for yeah. your own sake because you can't rely on the Fast and the Furious or action movies your whole career. You already look mm-hmm. tired. So, yeah, <laughs> but I did watch it and I was like, this movie's ridiculous, but it's entertaining. So, <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad that you watched it. I'm glad that you didn't hate it. I did it. not hate it. I think it's, it's there a fun movie. There are far movie. worse movies than that out there. Uh, oh, hundred percent. So yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you everybody. Comment, let us know your favorites. Um, if you liked Iron Man three, please tell me why you can try to defend it. Uh, <laughs> Same with Thor. same with Thor: The Dark World. Who is out there liking <laughs> Thor: The Dark World? I would like to know. And I would that. like so to find know us on, why. on Facebook and Instagram and yeah. let us know why. Uh, let us know which one out of Phase Bonus. One and Phase Two is your favorite. Um, obviously, I think you and yeah. I both agreed Winter Soldier is ours. Um, yeah, I would say Winter Soldier number one, Iron Man one number two, probably. Yeah, out of Phase One and Two. We need to, yeah. we should probably do that next week is have like, here's our top. Oh, we could do that. Yeah. Like which ones we felt were the mm-hmm. strongest. Um, we did, I mean, our whole old James Bond episode was the top 10. We could do a brief top 10, maybe five of Marvel. I think we could do five. We'll do top five. At least yeah. five. Yeah. So Sounds let good. us know what you think. Uh, and all that good stuff and let us know what you're hoping to hear us say mm-hmm. next week because next week brings on some big things potentially not potentially certainly the biggest movies of all time yep <laughs> um, we'll talk about those <laughs> right. next week yes sir all right thank you everybody all right see you later <laughs>